captured Master Callista, we have been betrayed. The War Master has turned from the light of the Emperor. No, it cannot be. Why would Horus do this? He has fallen to darkness. He must flee the system. Take these four remembrances to Terra and carry word of this heresy. The navigators tell me the Warp is in turmoil. We will be ripped apart. We cannot do this. You must have faith in your ship, my old friend. Your service will be remembered. We will carry word and ensure the galaxy knows of the War Master's treachery. And when we can, we will send the Legion to reclaim your sarcophagus. Only in death will duty end. Welcome to episode 5 of year 5 of the Edge of Empire. And joining me as always as the redoubtable crew, we have Rob <laughs> Spring into Spring Ing. Hello. <laughs> we have Michael. He's rehearsed this one. He's yeah, rehearsed this. Michael Summer of Love Bottrell. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm going to take that. Yeah. Uh, we have Graham Autumn of his years, Mills. <laughs> I can see where this is finally, going, Richard. The yeah, Bird. hang on. There we go. Winter of Discontent, Mills. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> I thought that was oh, so That's about your last month as well. So that's fine. It's good to know we're back on track. Back, back on track. So there we go. Anyway, yeah. enough ad-libbing our intro let's tell you lucky folks what lovely things we'll be regaling you with in this episode so this is part one of two of course and in the first part we're going to be looking at this month's new releases exciting an update of what we've all been up to this month spoiler alert no games a run through of this month's news and things going on uh engine kill this month is going to take a brief look at Titanicus News and Chris and Michael delve into the Imperial Hunters. Mm-hmm. And we will also have the first uh, episode of our new feature, Rob's Paint Shack. Indeed. Paint Shack, baby Paint Shack. Sung to that theme. Anyway, there we go. So, without further ado, let us start proceeding. So, new releases. Michael Bottrell, step up to the Oki and throw your first dart. Okay, uh, we have had releases. A few. Um, have we had a speed boat? If we're throwing darts, I want a speed boat. And also, is this is this going to be like bullseye proper darts, or is this like the uh, Smith and Thingy sketch where we just get bladdered uh, the longer it goes on? I think more of a bullseye, but nothing in this game for two in a bed. Just to give you a heads up. Well, <laughs> it's back to a conversation we had a moment ago, but anyway. Indeed. Anyway. Okay, yeah. Uh, right. Um, so 
new releases. So the first one we had was Blood of the Emperor um, and, and follows you. I haven't had a chance to read this yet. Uh, I intend to give it a try this weekend. It's a, a new six stories. Uh, we've got stories by let me double check here. We've got Graham McNeil, uh, Nick Kime, David Geimer, Andy Clark, Mike Brooks. I think this is Mike Brooks first published in actual paper form heresy um, story um, and Chris Rate. So some fairly decent writers there and they look like some interesting titles. So we've got Lupus Daemonis, which I'm, I'm told is a um, Horus uh, origin story. Okay. Um, mm. Skulls, the sixth cult of the denied, the will of the Legion, the council of truth and terminus. So uh it all sounds interesting so it sounds, it sounds so, so, yeah so we've got some interesting uh interesting um things in there so i'm, I'm really looking forward to to giving that a read this weekend that mm. is 15 pounds as a hardback or you can grab it for uh 12.75 at element games and 12 pounds at the outpost uh, i've just got to double check the because i've not included it in the in the actual um price list how much it costs if you uh, buy it I'm, as i'm on their website 9.99 right very good 9.99 as an epub which is not too bad um okay so uh the next new release we had were but well, forge world releases at last Yay. haven't had them for a while uh world word bearers praetor so the first one is the standard uh artificer armor uh praetor he's armed with a plasma pistol and a uh well it could be a paragon blade i guess um i like that i really like this one i I think i prefer the helmet though i I mean i don't get me wrong i like the head i love that whole stitched together look but i really like the helmet they've got on there yeah i I agree that is very nice but the mm -hmm. ash's heads go that is a pretty good one yeah, I quite like that. Um, that bare head. Yeah. Wouldn't mind track, tracking that down for in the bits box at some point. That's yeah, because I can. I, I, I kicking it around, aren't they? There's always. I could see that head being yeah. used in so many, so many conversions. Cool. That is cool. But it's a really nice model. The thing I like, I mean, temporarily out of stock already. I like all of the um, recessed elements on the armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really I nice. Really, I think it's really good. I think it's yeah. really smart. I can't wait oh, for someone to... I that to... was painted on, but it's not. It's actually part of the... Yeah. yeah I, can't, no, I can't wait for someone to grab hold of them and make that look as if those are, uh, you know, essentially on fire. Because yeah. I know someone's yeah. going to... Do doing the, the glowing effect, so it's sort of... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Runes. Yeah. Exactly. If, you're listening, if you're listening, Miles, crack on. Yeah, okay. yeah. Chop, chop. Yeah, chop, chop. So he's, <laughs> he's £22. Pounds. Um, which I don't think is a terrible price. It's I mean, about the same as a plastic character miniature. So if anybody's complaining about that, they obviously haven't been into a store recently. Yeah, yeah, it's it's I've I've got no complaints at the price to be honest. And no. the second one is the Terminator Praetor in Tartarus armor uh, yeah. with some sort of maul. But I suppose you can use that as a paragon blade because you know it's like a mini version of um, what's his face that um, what's that Primark that nobody likes including any of his brothers. What's his name? Logar. That's him. It's like a mini version of Illuminarum, isn't it? <laughs> yep. And a combi melter. I... Lehman Russ. Sorry. Oh, I was a bit behind you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the lag there, um, isn't it? Shut up. <laughs> I, I, I like this model. I mean, I've see, heard a few people complain about the flames, saying, oh, it's very 40K. And it's like, 
but that's kind of the stuff the word bearers did. So yeah, no, there's nothing. I've got no problem with that. The, uh, you know, HQ in my Mechanicum's got a burning basket of fire above his head. It does. I mean, uh, again, the helmet's really nice. We haven't seen the helmet until now, but I like the helmet. I like the um uh, the unhelmed version actually. Yeah, the, I think the unhelmed version is better. The I don't think the paint job does the helmet any favors because it kind of looks a bit a bit this and it a bit neither here nor there. Mm. With them picking out the face plate in a different color, I kind of get why why they have, but I'm not sure whether it's worked. I wonder if those candles and things on the shoulder pad are optional. No, they won't be. I doubt they would. They don't look it. Looking at the resin photos, mm-hmm. no, they'll be uh, they'll be like the ones on the um, Necromunda dude, the Cordor fella. Uh, yeah, yeah. They still look canny good though. I like. Yeah, them. you can just not bad. You just bad. dribble those off, can you? Quite yeah. easy, just sort of sand them. Yeah. But, um, I like the as little. It's the his sort of almost cloak at the back. In fact, it's got the little flame sort of sections at the back. At the bottom of that. Look. Well, I can't tell you what the word is for it. It's not. Oh, a, I know what you mean. That it's I like, can't. it's like weighted. But yeah. Yeah. What are they Where's the picture of the back of him? It's the three sixty. He's got them on the front as well. It's the metal bits oh, at yeah. the bottom. Oh, the tarouge. Is it the tarouge? Yeah. No, that's the word. The bits at the front are called tarouge with a silent he's p. Got, he's got he's it at just, the back as well. He's got it at the back. He's basically got a posh butt flap. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's, he's 26 but, yeah. pounds. I, I really like these models. I will be getting them eventually. It's good models. Yep, can't afford them. I mean, right rubbish Legion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. But, okay, um, next one. We haven't actually got yet. It's a pre-order, but we've got Lufa, First of the Fallen. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, the next in the sequel of these heresy character novels. Um, no one needs to read one about him being Valdor. Everyone heard, needs to read about him. I haven't heard much about this, even though the, the um, limited edition sold out right away. Those Dark Angel players who bought this haven't have been keeping secrets, so I haven't heard any spoilers. Well, so. there's a surprise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's interesting. Uh, it's a hardback at £12.99 or £11.05 at Element Games. Um, and um, the... Oh, sorry, £10.39 at the Outpost, although I'm told that they've actually sold out of their pre-order now, uh, which is a shame. Um, You can also get as an EPUB for £7.99 or an MP3 audiobook at £19.99. It's not currently listed on Audible, but obviously it will come to Audible at some point, I'm assuming. Mm. And as soon as we get a link for that, we'll throw it up. Um, And then the last one is... Okay, it's a Sigmar box, but it is absolutely useful for heresy. It's, oh, it's hang absolutely. on. Let me click oh, on this. What's he got on 100%. there? 100%. No, it's it's perfectly is legit. Is this in, no, uh... Invidian Plague Host? Yeah. yeah. Broken Realms, Gortle Pulp Skull, Invidian Plague Host. 20 they Plague Bearers. Pulp Skull. Two, oh, her- it... two Heralds of Nurgle. 55 quid. It's Wasn't the Slippity Ball Piper the lead singer of Gortle Pulp Skull? I think I was wondering where I was Slippity... Stoppity Bar Piper is in there, along with the um, uh, what what do you call it? The um, uh, Spoilpox Scrivener. So they do have some wonderful names in there. Yeah, isn't there isn't there something in the rules forum or something that in I think it's the new Codex or Battletoe or whatever is something about noxious farts or something which I think is quite funny that you're not allowed Uh, to charge them or something like that. I think it's the AOS one. I think I just saw someone sneak to. 
a screenshot of that particular rule. It just made me chuckle. Nodrak, Nodrak the Snitch. That's that name, <laughs> isn't it? The, the green one. It's, there's the chat with the thing on his shoulder. Yeah. You've got to say the people in Nurgle, there's a, like a nice, there's a dancing Nurgle. Never mind a sassy Nurgle. Yeah, well, that's, 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 that's Gortal Popskull. Uh, the man himself, a little, yeah. a little fella. Yeah. But I mean, they're those two heralds. They're twenty quid each normally. The plague bearers are twenty two pound fifty. So you're saving yourself what? Um, thirty quid if you buy mm. this box from yeah. uh, directly from GW, or you can save even more by getting it for forty six pounds seventy five at LMA Games, forty four pounds at the Outpost. A couple of these boxes, and you've got a good and you've got a good core of your demons if you're going Nurgle. With the slug, the slug with the map, that is the stuff of nightmares, isn't it? It's really quite that's, cool. That's thingy the snitch. Depending yeah, on awesome. how they're painted, they can look really nasty. Yeah, I mean that does look like the stuff of nightmares. I've got to say, very cool, <laughs> very imaginative. I yeah. like that one. Yeah, it's like so Slimer from Ghostbusters. It does look like Slimer. It does. That's got a new job. <laughs> that is a, little, a little bit, yeah. Slimer. Crossed crossed a little bit with um, Little Shop Horrors. Yeah. Feed me see more. Right. It's just a slightly cheaper start to getting into your um yeah. Into your So yeah, yeah. nice yeah. figures. I've got to say, yeah, nice figures. Fifty-five quid. You know, two of them. You need never speak to your friends again. <laughs> so with the pubs reopening, it could make life a lot cheaper. Yeah. Um. The heralds are cool. Mm. Yeah, the heralds are nice. Yes. Yeah. So that's all the new releases we've got. Um. We've had less. We've had more. Yeah. 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 So that's that's that. So it's it's all right. Uh, a few models, a few books, and we still got Alpharius and Mortis to come at some point. Uh, yeah, I think the, the word bearers are, are really nice. I like the, both of those models are great. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Pretty slow month, it must be said. Definitely. Yeah, but you know, the, the the best thing that's been announced this week isn't going to be in this section because that's going to be in the Titanicus section. Because mm-hmm. yes. what does what does Michael love even more than his wife if she's not listening? <laughs> I don't think you can compare his wife, girlfriend's to Volkite. Volkite Volkite weaponry. Volkite Vol- is his thing. Volkite on <clears throat> Titan Titan grade Volkite. You guys, you guys both know that they will listen to this while he is editing it. And all you're doing is getting him in trouble. Well, it makes a change from him doing it to other people then, doesn't it? We both know that he he has nothing but utter devotion uh, to the ladies in his life. And uh, I I think we should uh, bail him out of that situation. I think. Many thanks to everybody who's enjoyed the Edge of Empire podcast (laughs) for how long they've been listening. Just in case they murder him. And this is the last episode ever, because none of the other three of us would ever put in the amount of work to get this done. That is true. <laughs> okay, um, shall we shall we move on to what we've been? Let's up to? move on swiftly. And now we uh, slide deftly into the the mire of what we've been up to or the uh, extensive list no doubt in michael's case mm. and uh, i'm going to nominate chris no, to kick this one off so let everyone know what you've been doing and if anything new has arrived in your post box that might no, have changed, it's, it's, be... 
it's just so I'm sure I'm going to send you a video in the, in, in the WhatsApp so just mm-hmm. so you can uh, just going to let that sort itself out um, because I just have I have too many things that I am sort of halfway into or a quarter into mm-hmm. and that's the video on the on the WhatsApp of basically the spare bed behind me which is currently <laughs> a staging post for all of those. Uh, My God. Yeah. Right. Holy oh, lasses. I'll, I'll, I'll happily put it on the, uh, on the Facebook. It's like a hoarder broke into Forge World and Games Workshop and then put everything back and then hoarded it. Jeepers. Dude. Yeah, right? I know. It's really bad. And that's not even the, that's not even all of it either. Oh Half the Zimbabwe's borders are in the pool, in the boxes still. Um, <laughs> you've got to commit to. You've got to be. Com- so, you've got to be complete a finisher. That's what you got to do. Yeah. It's hobby it's, butterfly. <laughs> there's hobby puts, butterfly, and what, what, least, you, what you really need is a hobby money shot and finish something. Oh, I just. Yeah. So obviously we're going to put this video on the show notes so that people, you know, otherwise it's going to be very poor. Um, no, yeah. Let me people can. Let, let me describe the scene. So basically, this is like a a, a normal kind of spare bedroom, except every surface. Yeah is covered in boxes which contain things to build or half built things yeah um in various piles of disarray i mean there's lehman yeah. russes there's demons how is your wife even still how is your missus even still speaking to you if i did that in our spare bedroom I'd, you wouldn't need to bury me you just wallpaper over the mark <laughs> um, just shifting, i'm just shifting around a little uncomfortably here yeah but at least i mean the thing is i'm guessing i mean <laughs> those demons in a box yeah that is classic and what's on the what's on the on the chair there that's like a, a thousand is that some a load of so oh, as towards the end that's yes the custodies i had them out the other day just to oh, see just what a, just, to, just to sort yeah, of it's the golden oh, boys oh yeah just to sort yeah, of my precious them a few of those because i had to move some books boxes around yeah the, the custodies on a tray in front of the half-built forge world bloodthirster with a battlefleet gothic ship next to it what looks to be a chocolate wrapper <laughs> tin foil the tin foil is for when i use my resin because if i'm putting resin on bases obviously i don't want it to drip under and go under the resin oh, under right, the base okay, so i use it to the, form the way you started that, that there the way you started that saying yeah i need tin foil for my resin i thought yeah i would have just stuck with it being a chocolate wrapper to be honest man um but no at least you've explained that right oh. so so you've got a um you've got a dump inspector pot. gentry doesn't need to come down to brighton yeah. that's fine yeah <laughs> you've got a dump pot for your um your airbrushing there have you ever um uh, what, what do you ever empty that um yeah right. yeah i change the filter and stuff in that i do I'm just, I'm just wondering like, if i'm if i should yeah, yeah, I empty I, mine. I, I, I never have. Probably once I've never even had one. I've just, just got a bin next to my airbrush. Well, the, problem, the thing is, it's useful when I put the airbrush down. I do something else. I can just put it in the little holder thing. So, yeah, yeah so I've got, have. I've got, I've got a holding thing. I just don't have a spray into thing other than the bin. Uh, yeah, because when I was cleaning, it, I kept, you know, there's only so much toxic airbrush cleaner a man can legally breathe in before he becomes a. <laughs> <laughs> nuclear weapon so uh <laughs> my, so my lungs would say differently i was thinking of because i've sort of realized that i've got about six armies now i'd actually had a little little moment you know where i kind of thought oh what's it i started to sort my my room out which to be fair isn't too far away from what you have chris except it stuffs in boxes so it doesn't look quite so 
yeah. scatter. But um, so I kind of was going through my armies and thinking, oh, yeah, I've got a whole world eaters army here. That's nice. And I looked at my militia, the solar auxiliary. I was like, I never played half of this stuff. And I just thought, oh, actually, maybe we should do an armies kind of on parade and maybe talk through all the armies that we have. But now, <laughs> after seeing what you have there, Chris, I'm not going to put you through that because, no, that would take some significant organisation. If we could all meet up somewhere, that would be quite cool. I can, I can tell you everything that's there. That's no problem whatsoever. As long as you um, know it is, that's all that matters. As far as yeah, I mean, I mean, the Battlefleet Gothic pile was organised until I sort of tripped over something and bumped it off clumped um but yeah so that has been an issue and i've completely uh, forgotten that i bought a load of battlefield gothic stuff and i only found yeah, it yeah. today in a box i was like oh yeah i bought that welcome to my world so yeah so i've done little bits and pieces uh this month of of, of all these <laughs> all these things <laughs> but i just yeah yeah I'm just really bad. I just, I'm a really bad hobbyist. And, you know, there'll be people, there'll be people that listen to this and don't see the video and go, I bet it's not all that. But it's just, you know, it is all that. No, it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's really shameful. And, all that and the proverbial bag of chips, as I believe Missy Elliott <laughs> used to say. <laughs> all, all I'm going to say is, right, Chris, you've got me out of trouble for months now. Oh, well, that's all true. I need to yeah, do yeah. is show the girls this and be like, you know, it could, could be worse. Could be worse. Yeah, but then, but then, then someone like me who knows that they now listen to it while you're editing can drop you in it and go, everything on Chris's video is painted. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. Or assembled. Yeah. Right? So it looks like just done. Yeah, I've, I've built most of it. Michael's version would be like somebody ram-raided GW's warehouse. It's only, the, it's only the new stuff that's not been assembled, and that's because I've only just finished cleaning it. So. No, my, my, my pile is getting less bad. It's like the other day when you posted, oh, I may as well do a fleshy occult army for Age of Sigmar. I'm like, yeah. where's that come from? You haven't been to a shop for a year. Where's an entire new army come from? The internet. Um, I had, um, I subscribed to Mortal Realms, mm. and I get the premium pack. Um, which is like pound something more a week, yeah. um, and you get four lots of models delivered um, extra. So I've got a bunch of fleshy courts, which they gave me twice. So I've got like forty uh, crypt ghouls and six flayers and two arch regents and stuff. And I've got some sylvaneth, and they uh, and then the last one was uh, iron jaws. So all right, all right, I'll let you. Okay, off. fair enough. I mean, I must I'll admit that's that is why I mean I subscribe to that 40k thing for and I, for that very reason because actually it's it's something to paint isn't it um and it comes every week and now i'm i have must admit that i i am pretty <coughs> myself when it comes to this kind of thing so i will not start another army until i've finished the last one and i realize that i may be in the minority here uh what well, about you Rob? what's good. your what's your take because you tend to finish things if we start the next i'm, I'm glad we've moved on now that's good yeah, no, I think it's an even split because I'm. Well, no, we didn't actually figure out what Chris was doing. He was just no, it's just been hobby pile. butterflying. I think hobby he's been butterflying. I really badly have just sipping yeah. the nectar from every available it's, hobby. It's, it's bad. It's bad when I go. Oh, do you know what I'll do? I'll just I'll get one of the ZM tiles out and I'll just put some paint on that just for you know, giggles for an hour. It's just, yeah. 
Too too many projects. I have to be and, <coughs> It takes willpower, to be fair. Yeah, I was, I was I'm, really I'm thinking today where you were saying the best way to the best way to do something like a habit is to is to prevent your bad self from interfering with the habit, for example. So that would mean not buying new stuff till you finish the old stuff, for example. Because <laughs> yes, well, if you buy new stuff, then you get tempted, you see. And I, I no tend comment. not to do that. No comment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, nothing, nothing more will be being purchased for a while because that's, yeah. I mean, there have been factors, you know, like the demons are at a point where there's detail work that I need to do on them that's true. that can't I can't do. There aren't, so it's, there, there, there is sort of some Mit- mitigating factors. So, uh, mm. but has, not, there been, has there been something that's helped that mitigating factor this month, Chris? Um, have you had a big box through the post that maybe has made that yeah, a little I, bit I, easier? I wonder whether you're going to talk about this. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like, the lights. So we've had, we've had our our demo lights. Oh, you, the light, I thought you were talking about the anvil, not anvil. Your your stuff from Australia. Well, that's not that's not helped my. Uh, no, I suppose it hasn't. Exacerbated <laughs> the problem. But well, let's, talk exactly, about, yeah. let's talk about two things then. Maybe we'll talk about the the. Um, Did you, the okay, so the, uh, so I had my yes, yeah, so I've got my Tanith models. Yeah, we'll talk about the lights as a group. Well, yeah, that, as Rob's alluding to, uh, yeah, to make my problem worse. My Victoria miniatures purchase um, arrived, and is that they're really good. They're really cool. The models are. Uh, I don't think the artwork, the painting on the um, on the website necessarily does them justice. Okay. They look, they're nicely painted, on the, but I actually I, I I thought more of them when I saw them just plain in person. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I always prefer the uh, unpainted ones because I think if I ever did militia, which would involve you know winning the lottery or sort of mysterious benefactor, and, and also uh, you know shredding any sort of friends that you ever had in the heresy scene because you're just going to default to your list of doom. Well, yeah, yeah there there is that, but I'd want to do the um, do the hashtag hashtag not talan honest gov. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do them all female because I think the female sculpts are incredible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's I nice to that. see that diversity in that in their model range. I think I think that makes it cool and unique. I was thinking about this the other day. Actually, uh, we're, we're totally tangenting, um, but I think uh, I have got the button on the finger on the button. Well, I, I was just thinking the other day because I happened to be thinking about Dan Abnett, but not in that kind of way. And uh, I, was I was just thinking, yeah, like, covered in rose petals, thinking. Yeah, about I, that. I wasn't thinking about that. Like as that. he as what? he glided down from the roof. I, I, I was <laughs> not some weird American beauty esque dream or anything. Um, <laughs> with Dan Abner, that would be odd, wouldn't it? Uh, no, I was just thinking Greg about Wallace with a beard. Yeah, I was just thinking about. <laughs> I was thinking, still thinking, um, about the fact that actually this is completely off topic, but kind of relevant this the, the first time i can remember there being female soldiers in any science fiction book that or, that i'd read really was in haunts ghosts yeah and that's what i was thinking about the and the um victoria miniatures oh. because they have a be, diversity of, of different you'll you know, be lucky to to hear that i have included that diversity in my in my order good and uh 20 out of the 80 models I have are females. So there you go. Very good. It's not 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 an equal split, but I was gonna say it's not 50-50, man. No, but I don't think it would have been. The ghosts aren't if you read the books. They're not. Yeah, yeah. agreed. So. Anyway, 
Not there, but ghosts, because obviously oh, that's a whole topic years. panel discussion right there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but anyway, they are fantastic miniatures. They're really. very cool. I've got um, I've got your bits to put in the post because you guys have got a couple of models each. Graham I've still got to send you lots of stuff actually, Chris, including right. the lovely stuff we got from that Oz the Oz thirty K folks. You know, yeah. the, the little boxes yeah. and the stuff that they sent us, and lovely. Uh, but yes, sorry, I digress. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, that's that's cool. That's all. Yeah, they'll just sit there now. I, I need to get on with other things. Yeah. Um, but it's Adam is, I think, about as excited, same level of excitement as me about it. Um, I think he's messaged me sort of two or three times. Sort of how, how am I getting on? Um, <laughs> he's, so it's it's like. Can't like, you just I, send I, him like a ten of them and say, well, no, I. Just do a. Can you, you know, just do some test models for you to mess about with, you know? And... Uh, he's, he um he did offer to do some of the characters. So I might send him Gaunt. Well, I certainly send him Gaunt. But um, but we are actually talking of, talking of Mr. Smith. Um, he's just started a Death Guard army. Okay, uh, cool. Heresy, which uh yeah, Heresy Death Guard army, which was he did a picture of on Crusade and Heresy, which got a lot of love. Um. So well on community for being nice for uh, for once. Um <laughs> he was, is always nice. No, I know, absolutely. Some of the and people Lex on this part of the group are well, no, again, Lex is part of the reason why I picked up a Zone Mortalis board to paint because I was like, Oh, Lex is doing his and I've got those ones in the box. Um But but he he said that, you know, he listened to the show and that we were kind of his driving force behind starting it, which I thought was really nice. Because he hadn't really listened to us beforehand, so Cool. Uh, yeah. But so yeah, this is this episode. Big and thumbs up to Mr. Smith. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Who's next? Uh, shall I go next before the barrage of Squidward? With the return of Squidward. Really. Return of Squidward it is. Return of the Squid. Um. So I've been messing about with Titans. This um, my Titan needed a bit of love, uh, simply because it was actually the same paint scheme as my Knights and that. It doesn't really go, and so I thought uh, I really want to change the paint scheme on my Titan. It's it, it's looking a bit tatty, and my skills have improved somewhat since I painted it when I was kind of naive and didn't worry about what people thought. Um, so I've kind of gone back and I've, I'm starting to repaint them. So uh, I'm going to try and get this one. So Legio, I think it's Destructor. I've got a picture somewhere. You suggested it. Oh, uh, Defensor. 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 Sorry, yeah. So Defensor, it's got quite yeah. cool cool colour scheme um black gold and a sort of white but with some interesting sort of trim colours which I've had to order the paints from Element Games for because they haven't got any just yet so I'm waiting for those to come in but the plan is to get that finished uh, and painted up and done so I've been messing about with that getting my guns sorted as well because they were in a bit of a state um and then the other thing so I don't have anything built so that's always a good excuse for me to look around to see what i actually have got that's unpainted but assembled so the thing that i have is i bought that night um atropos of course too much debate as to the uh the, the relative merits of how powerful this particular figure is but did, um, did, did you speak to um james about that no it's okay um and i've been looking at this and i've kind of got it i've got it painted so i've got it painted as my other knight's color scheme I was in Trim Hell for a bit, which is a a place where nobody really wants to be, but 
I always end up finding myself there, you know, where you're kind of painting the trim on and then you overlap a little bit. Then you have to overlap the bit that you've overlapped, which then overlaps the trim, which I have to paint the trim back again. Whew. So I've had a few nights of that. But anyway, I've actually got it now to a point where I'm going to um, sort of weather it up and put some of my old Agrax non-special on it. And he should be good to go. But he's quite an impressive beast, I've got to say. Um, I used the Necron glow-in-the-dark paint for the plasma. And I think that looks really cool. Oh, very nice. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting him uh, getting him finished. And then I will actually then have a, an army that I will never use, which is, of course, the Knight Household, because I'll have five knights then, um, with only one of the Forge-World ones being the Atrox. We'll find an occasion for it to... Yeah, it'd be nice to run it out. Yeah, I've got a fair few knights I'd like to... Yeah, that, that's to, to, to pull out sometime. I think, uh, you know, when the, behind me, so you know, <laughs> when, when the pestilence has passed this land, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to have like a big game with like knights and. Yeah, that'd give you an excuse to yeah. paint your Titan. Of course, I, yeah, it's getting done. Hopefully this summer. I've just got to, to be honest, right now I'm t- trying to figure out how to uh, put. First of all, how to put it together because I'm, I'm like, I'm knowing super glue is probably not the best option for this i use super glue on mine super I, will be fine as long as you pin it i didn't yeah. have a pinning mine it's been absolutely fine mate and it's been together for years uh pinning and i've got to and i i i'm just trying to figure out how to magnetize the weapons because i absolutely do not want to be stuck with just the same loadout i want to grab um other weapons at some point i kind of went a bit extreme with mine i i got some nuts and bolts and basically drilled through the bit that attaches the arms and then had some captured bolts inside the guns. So I can yeah. actually screw the guns on. That doesn't mean you have to do a little bit of work on the top. To, so you, it doesn't look quite so bulbous, but you, you can get around it because yeah, it was just, so, it was just easy. But I think there's nowadays, there's probably some very strong. I am having a look and I'm like tempted to, to magnetize the waste as well to um, the, um, make it easier for transport. The there ones I used, for the big ain't for the big um for big bird the wings yeah they'll do the job couple of those 20 millimeter so. 20 millimeter by five millimeter thick neodymium magnet 7.3 kilo pull on each you say that but mm. yeah they're what i used for big bird one magnet didn't hold the wing i needed two um, oh yeah, I'd always I, have two. So, yeah, so because one actually physically wasn't enough to hold it in place. I, I'm expecting two yeah. because looking at the physics of the situation, it's gonna, it, it's gonna. The guns aren't that heavy. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the it, it's the, it's where they are, you know, and the amount of weight that's put essentially leaning forward. And also people, uh, you know, people. Well, have, yeah. yeah one, uh, of the, one of the you could buy. Thing, um, can't really take it apart very easily now, which is good. You could buy um, countersunk ones as well so that you can screw them into the piece so you're not worrying about superglue holding while you're pulling apart with, like, 15 kilos of force. Yeah, I'm looking for... I'm, I, I'm probably going to look for some drill pieces to do some, like, recesses. Yeah. Um, into stuff like that. Drill mine out and then oh. um, use some filler yeah. to, to hold it in place kind of stuff. So what else have you done this month, Graham, or is that, that it? No, um, the other thing I did was I've, I think I did it this month. It wasn't last month. I'm pretty sure I did check back on the show notes. Was I finished my flyer? Oh, yeah. I really like that. I really so like what you've done with the, that. Um, the 40K Mechanicum, or Adaptus Mechanicum flyer, the Dune one. So I've got that finished and painted. I'm very pleased with that. It's coming out really nicely. 
Um, that's your harvest lighter. Yeah, that's my harvest lighter sort of counts as. I think it's. I, I think that works counts. really, really well. I, I'm really considering doing exactly the same thing. It's just, a, I mean, it's not a lot in it price-wise. It's just a really nice model, and I think it's it's kind of cool and a bit quirky. I like um, the, uh, the the alternate version that I think Carl put up in the listeners. Yeah. Um, yeah. Group yeah had sort of didn't, didn't have the wings, wings did it yeah I, I think it's a pretty good model to me i like it a lot so i'm quite happy with it and of course i actually put transfers on it now using um that lovely video from uh, one mr robbing oh yeah uh, which was very helpful so i've kind of got past my fear of transfers now so only one of them completely screwed up but the rest of them went on okay so that was cool advice Mr. once you've got a setter a softener and some llama medium transfers are easy and it's still a bit a shiny bit. for me but i try to sort of dull them down with llama medium but still seem a little bit on the shiny side yeah, but so, uh, matte varnish yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you do them before you do your your gloss varnish, then your matte varnish over top. You know what I mean? I've linked you uh, I the magnets. Gloss varnish any, any, anywhere near any of my models out of principle. No, there's a um, micro scale. Do a uh, it's a satin, I think. Hang on, I've got it here. Yes, they do do a satin. Also, um, if, you're, if, if you do yeah. want a satin, um, Storm Shield, the the, the Citadel version. I've got some Storm Shield actually. So it's good for that. So a micro and a micro flat, either of those will be perfect for what you want to. Got you. But anyway, so that's good. So it has transfers on it. Uh, they're almost in the right place in in places, which is nice. Um, but yeah, so that's all cool. So a nice one. So yeah, pretty successful month. We've been doing quite a lot of painting actually. This the actual night model has probably taken me about two weeks. I've probably been painting it pretty much every day in bits and pieces. You know, maybe an hour here, there. You wouldn't think it to look at it. But um, it has taken me a long time. So there you go. That's actually my new light kicking in there because the new light enables me to see things previously that I would have been quite happy not noticing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, man, do you mean I've got to paint that as well? I can see it. And, of course, that's what would normally happen when I took it to events. It's like, jeepers, that was terribly painted. Who did that? Oh, that was me. Yeah. So, yeah, the new light definitely helps because I can actually see what I'm doing now, which is cool. Yeah, it's very handy for that. Um, okay, so Rob, do you want to go or sh- should I go? Or? Uh, well, I've I've got one thing in my list. You appear to have written a novel. Looking at the notes that we've got here, yeah. so um, it's Return of the Return of the Squid. It is Return of the Squid. So I'll let you finish off with that one. I have been chipping away at the old Porphyrian. Oh yes. I uh, I'm now officially a proper heresy player because I've airbrushed some scale 75 paints, which I believe is the uh, the final un- unlocks the final bolt in that well kept gate. If you uh, airbrush some uh, scale 75s, is that right? Apparently so. Apparently so. Airbrush. Yeah, a, a very sweary man from Cheltenham told me. Okay. Um. So cheers for that, Strump. Um. And yeah, that's it. I've just been chipping away. I'm starting on the armor panels now. I've got the main skeleton metallics done. So I've now just got lots and lots and lots of arm panels to do in red and white. So she's looking decidedly Polish at the moment, but uh, mm. she'll get there. She'll get there and she'll uh, look more and more French as the uh, as the time goes on. Cool, yeah. Here's a quick question. I've got mm. the, the, the Night Morax. Mm-hmm. I suppose your mechanic, yours are all painted the same red and white, aren't they? Just thinking yes. the whole armies. 
red and white. Yeah, why well, I have a different knight's colour to my Mechanicum. And I was wondering whether I should paint the Morax the same colour as the Knight Household or the same colour as the Mechanicum army. I'd paint them as the Knight Household because then you can use them as non-compulsory troops in a Knight that's Army. True. Which means true. that you might get to play a Knight Army and still keep some friends. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it's not hugely likely, but it's a higher possibility than if it's you don't. It's a slight them. possibility because they can blow those up quickly before you, you know, rush in there and de-weapon them. Yeah, it's, it's it's a little bit, you know, the sort of person who's been invalided for life due to a conventional weapon feels probably less bitter than someone who's been, been invalided due to a nuclear weapon, to, paraf- <laughs> to, to paraphrase Billy Connolly. Gotcha. But it's still fundamentally the same the same effect. So, yes, I think I'll do that. I have kind of put some of the Mechanicum colours on the night, so that it's kind of like a a nod to that Mechanicum Forge World, if you like. So I'm yeah, well, I mean, a lot of, mecha- of backstory for that. Too. A lot of a lot of Forge Worlds had, you know, indentured night houses. Yeah, totally. So that that's what I might like, go for. Like Mars has Tyrannus, and mm. uh, Metallica has is it Crast or oh, I can't remember. But anyway, one one day that will. Sh- that will stride across the battlefield probably for one game only, and then I'll put it back in the box and play with it again. But it's been quite fun playing it, so that's cool. So that's me. Anyway, Rob, your probably No, that's it. That's it. I have just been tinkering away with metallics and oil paints and more oil paints and more metallics. And then this afternoon, I finally got some red and white on and then realised I'm an awful airbrusher. I'm a terrible excuse for a hobbyist i ran out of tamiya xf2 flat white which is a little bit like running out of chaos black in a pot yeah it's a little bit it's even worse than running out of agrax earth shade it's like seriously it's the the best white you can put through an airbrush at all and i've run out of it and i thought oh there's two more pots and then i was like oh they're the gloss one because i ordered them by accident like a numpty so um it was a case of an emergency element order of yeah i need some xf2 which you know Mm. Yeah, they did. They did, thankfully. So it uh, should be arriving at some point tomorrow. Oh, okay, good, good. Um, yeah. So I, I sort of <coughs> said I was going to do some Zone Mortalis terrain and um, another couple of Custody squads, and I did that. Um, I actually did start off with painting my uh, Demon Storm Ruin uh, Chosen. Uh, I used a Skull Taker and a Bloodmaster for Corn Fiend ones. I still, because I've got a Corn and Nurgle demon forces for age of sigmar i'm like i'm not sure where to concentrate my efforts on for um uh for, for ruin storm demon because it's not really easy to mix them um but yeah no i'm i'm i, uh, I like both corn and nurgle but uh, i'm enjoying nurgle at the minute uh the painting nurgle more than corn but it's i don't think you need to worry about it if I'm honest with you, yeah. Um, the, the Ruin Storm, or the the emanations are basically the gods, yeah. In their, whatever their, their basic form, kind of thing. But I don't think you need to worry about it in in sort of model terms. Mm. Um, you know, it's it, you could just you know, basically they're just warping through different shapes and mm. um, forms as as they sort of go through the mortal um the, the sort of the physical universe so you know i wouldn't worry about mixing 
Yeah. And I must admit, I, I, I've got a bunch of ghouls, crypt ghouls, and I'm like, hmm, could I, tur- could I use them as demons? Yeah. Cause mm, potentially. Because I think they look kind of creepy and horrible and nasty. So anyway, um, yeah, I also painted, uh, I did paint uh, Custodes. I got the uh, uh, Sentinel Guard Squad done, um, which was uh, really nice i like the sentinel guard they're quite they're quite interesting models to paint is that the sword dudes yeah uh, you know not sure mm-hmm. what they're going to get used for but you know it's nice to have a squad of them um and they you know they're they're, they're, they're all right models actually it's surprising how much you can do with that one that one custodies kit yeah, yeah, it's just got a lot of um, has got a lot of options in it. It's yeah, a yeah. Good kit. Uh, I also did some Munitorum armor containers uh, for the Zone Mortalis board. Yeah, I did, I did. I got them <laughs> ages ago, and I was like, I'm going to put them in Zone Mortalis. I'm going to weather them up, and I think they're going to look ace in the middle of the board because you can use them to block line of sight and sort of create a little corridor. And it's like not the corridor corridors; it's like serving a purpose, kind of a. Uh, You've got it. enough Munitorum containers to reblock the Suez Canal now that that bleeding ship's out of the way. Well, potentially, yeah, potentially. Um, <laughs> I wonder how many uh, pre-orders and things are being, uh, all those new releases are held up in that. Yeah, how, how many copies of the Cursed City were on uh, the Ever Given? I, I have heard a rumour yeah. that there is a um, that, that a ship with um, a bunch of cardboard boxes for a, a, a significant portion of uh, I think a uh, quarter freeze releases is uh, having to make its way around the Horn of Africa. So not the Horn of Africa, you know, the um, Cape of Good Hope. Yeah. So it could put back some releases. That's a hell of a, a detour considering the ship was only stuck for a week. Yeah, but, I, yeah, but it takes you 12 days to get around. Plus they can limit the amount of number of ships that go through the Suez at any one point, I guess. So. Yeah. That's yeah. And they were at that point saying, we might have to start unloading the ship, in which case it could be a month. And it's yeah. like, do, do you hang around there? Because every moment that ship stood still, it's losing money for the owners. It was like a quarter of the world's economy was stuck behind. It was hilarious. Oh, yeah. it's ridiculous. But uh, I, I've got things to say on that one, but I'm not going to get into Same that. thing happened in Littlehampton, but no one cared. No, that's a little answer for you. Yeah pretty much uh anyway so um i also got my sagittarium guard for the custodies done um they were really i love the sagittarium guard the look of the sagittarium guard i absolutely think they're pants in game but oh my god they look beautiful they're just really nice model i love that helmet love that helmet i know chris disagreed with that one he, he was like no nope. no i don't I, yeah i'm not a big fan i, I you know I, I shifted mine on in the end um yeah, I'm not, I, a massive, I'm not a massive fan. Yeah. They look like they're wearing kind of kitchen utensil helmets, and they look a bit pot like for my liking. They're quite I blocky. Just, they are quite square. You know, the, you know, the the other helmets, I think, have got a more, more of a regality about them. Just trying to make up words. Um, but, no, you know, if you like the Mr. Bean, it's something so that you, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of them. Anyway, so, so they were... So they were nice and uh, got them done. So uh, I'm working my way slowly for the custodians. Oh, and I painted Rabute Gulliman. Of course. You yeah. did. Let's not forget about this. This is a big deal. Like, like you do. Hashtag casual Primark. Yeah. yeah. Just, just um, do it. Oh, Ten minutes. Uh, uh, Nick Baton runs his March from a Crag thing on Twitter every March. You know, 
in March, build a build a um build a you know paint a uh, um uh, an ultramarine. And I was like, well, I've got the ultramarine, so I may as well paint him. Yeah, nice. So I was quite happy with that. Um, I forget that past that phrase. Situation. It reminds me of the Ultramarines movie, and I still haven't forgiven GW for that. <sighs> yeah, uh, I did. Uh, I, I, as a few years ago, I did ask Dan Abner, you know, you know, w- which part of the scripts were written by him, and he was just like, yeah, not uh, not much of it. Yeah, and I remember him saying officially that you know I will talk about it one day, but. Uh, Today is not that day. It's not that day. It's a good. It's a good model. Robot Gleeman, very nice. Yeah, he's a nice model. I, I took him off that silly base because it doesn't match the rest of my army, and I was like, no, I want it to. I, I want it to, you know, match yeah, what I put down yeah. on there. Yeah, if you if you want, if you ever want a new home for it, let me know. <laughs> See the base. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what I did, but I think I may have passed it on to someone else. Yeah, if you have, that's I cool. Have. It's no great, no great rush. It would just sit in my Inquisitor 28 bits box for like, you know, three years until I find something weird and wonderful to do with it that would probably never get paid anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, I have all the ha- bases my special characters if you want them. Mm, we can have a conversation that. About, about that off air. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That sounds ominous. <laughs> um so yeah i was really i'm really i'm really happy with this guy i'm gonna get him used in a game because you know why not you know yeah, get him in a spartan with a chaplain a forge lord and with rad, <laughs> with rad grenades and what was in, it stalard used to run was it about te- was it 10 suzerain a chaplain a forge lord with rad grenades and gulliman and watch everything fall Actually, over Rob, yeah. you've forgotten that needs to be in the mastodon. They need, you know, that's what they need. Oh, to yeah, be. he's got them. He's got, yeah, but the master, yeah, but then they won't get anywhere because it'll get stopped after turn two and it'll be dead. Yeah, I, I, I don't yeah, take the mastodon. I don't really. You take fill the mastodon. mastodon with, fill the mastodon with a couple of tactical squads as a distraction, and then you actually put Big Bobby G and his uh, and his backing band in the Spartan. That everyone will go all oh, ignore that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I tried that. That doesn't. Look, there's work. nothing wrong with putting things in the Spartan. Shut up, Graham. Yep. Oh, if, Spart- if Spartans had an artillery gun on them, you'd have about nine of them. No, I wouldn't, because they, yes. they haven't got a turret. Uh, <laughs> if they had a turret like and an artillery, I like it. Go on. He goes on about one trick pony. The man yes. who has the king of the defence line. Uh, Hold on. Pot kettle. I'm just going to say, how many deep striking? But I don't care. I don't moan to other people about it. <laughs> Okay. Oh, what do you two like? Um, what do you guys? What yes, do you like? Yeah, so we we'll take like, element like this. And then I did, then I did a bunch of HQs for my custodies. So five characters who could be used as shield captains. Two generic ones made from the standard boxes. I Axon Hail, Trajan Valorus, and Valerian. I also painted um, Alia, who's going to be a sisters of battle, sister, you know, sisters of battle HQ. So. Very nice. So you, mean nice. Gonna be, you mean there's going to be Sisters of Silence in your custodies? Oh, yes. Sisters of Silence. Oh, just, uh, just dragging it on for another month there. Uh, yes. Yeah, there'll be at least a squad. I, I'd love to do a, a proper Sisters of Silence army, but... Uh, with a lack Captain of, Birdseye, the one with the, with the big fluffy thing? I axe and hail. Ixian hail. Ixian hail. Ixian hail. No, no. Isn't Ixian hail... Yeah, it was a big axe. No, the other one. The first one. No, the last, the one before the Sisters of Silence. Uh, oh, the one. That's Trajan Valorus. 
Yeah. Uh, he he's a he's yeah, a forty k character. Right. But I'm with you. You know, I'm just like, yeah, that's he's a paragon. I don't care that it's got an axe there. No. It's a spear. Captain Birdseye. Imparate. Right. Well, anyway, it's good. Good. Yeah, good looking right, stuff. There's so many options to build HQ characters for, um, for custodies. It's really weird compared to most other Warhammer armies these days, in which you get a pre-built, you know, single pose miniature. Mm. But you've got quite a few options for custodies, which is very nice. Cool. They made them plastic. It's the advantage of plastic, isn't it? Because they're all, apart from Hale and Valdor, everything's plastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, it gives you that posability. Everything could be plastic. I mean, you could be in complete numpty like me and buy everything resin apart from two plastic boxes of normal guys. But you know, well, yeah, but some people just you know, yeah, but that's your, some people just want to watch that. Yeah, that's your artisan bread making <laughs> <laughs> North London, you know, Guardian reading metropolitan. You can say what you want about my hobby, Armies. just don't equate it to being from London. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I do apologise. No, they are. Um, they're, they're, <laughs> the custodians have got a lot of nice options, and obviously they've got the Ford World Resin Shield Captain as well, so that's quite cool. And mm. uh, they're a really nice versatile army for being plastic. So. Okay. Uh, okay, so I guess um, how many games have we played this month? The same as last month. It's yeah. Nothing. And possibly, well, I suppose April sixteenth, isn't it? Things. Mm. Is it turn to a normality-ish? Do they? Or I thought just said for Battlebunker at least it was no. May. Oh, okay, well whenever Battlebunker's open, that'll be well, probably the next the time. Shops, shops non-essential shops reopen, so okay. I should think it's a that before. Um... I think it's because it's an indoor meeting. Um, I think it's the same as when pubs can reopen indoors. So I think at the minute they can only open the beer gardens. Is it on the twelfth? Yeah, okay. the, every, everything's back to supposedly all restrictions are lifted June twenty first because it's the weekend before my wedding. Yeah, I forgot about that. That must have been quite nerve wracking. We've just been going. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We'll have something. Just depends how many people we can invite, which we literally won't know until a month before. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Hopefully, to, 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 maybe maybe to I should nip round to your house. And you, have you, I think I get my second vaccine in april so maybe after that michael yeah i can set up the i can set up a board and we can do something yeah around mine i haven't got a board but we'll, we'll sort some out we we'll do the old old style warhammer on the on the front room floor with a few boxes and books for scenery either way it works i know megan is gasping to get back to the gaming table as well and i think we all are to be honest yeah i've started um, to really miss it actually particularly i've realizing the other day when i went through my sort of stuff that i've had and realized that there's whole chunks of stuff that i've painted that i've never actually put on the table yep 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 exactly and i'm 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 like i was speaking to i was i posted in the durham raiders group the other day you know we need to have a big you know long gaming day when it's all mm. good um so maybe we'll do that in june and that that will be really good and um yeah, we'll get everyone together and we'll just play whatever we want mm. and bring some uh, tables to my wedding good too <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Rob. You go and get your vows. Once you've done that, it's your turn. We'll wait here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can make these saves before you go, and then yeah. 
you can do the assault phase afterwards. Halfway, I don't care about this tradition for a for a first dance. You mm. need to make those invulnerable phase. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. So <laughs> next month, what's what's the plan for plan of attack? So who knows? Who knows? Honestly, I'm just gonna get a get a small dart, throw it in the air, and whatever lands on, you know, that's what I'll crack that's on. With. Someone sneaks some major Sigmar kits into his room. Hell no, keep your nonsense yeah. away. Okay, what about you, uh, Mister B? Uh, I'm currently working on some demonic heralds of Nurgle, um, including sloppy bar paper. So, like, yeah. finally. Um, a um, bit more Zone Mortalis terrain, and I think I'm going to try and get the um, Custodes Terminators done because uh, I've got one of each set of those. So, okay, try and get those uh, fit, uh, uh, ready to rock and roll um, for actual gaming. Lovely. But you, Rob? More Porphyrian action. I cannot say that. Porphyrian. Right. Very good. And I'm going to do the Moriax and the Vulturax. Mm, nice. And that'll be, that will be 3,000 points of Mechanicum. In fact, it'll be slightly over. So Very watch cool. this space when I play that. And then I think I'll finish my Titan off. I, think I really want to get that done because it's kind of bugging me now. Um, and it'd be nice to actually get it on the table. To be honest with you. Might have to see if I can get um, a... <clears throat> Vulcan Megabolt before it, so it's not. Because at the moment I've just got the, the the double D cannons, yeah, which uh, is no no fun for anybody, and a, and a plasma blast cannon. But I'll see if I can find a suitable um, Vulcan Megabolt from somewhere. Um, um, but then I might go back to finishing the Ultramarines off because I've bought a box, um, a KR case for them. So um, I think I might get those finished. Um, because I've still got. 20 i think um recon marines to do so i want to get those done so i've got that army so that'll be 1500 points of um well it will be with a of course a sakaran at some point in the future um and then that's it i think for like next month for further in the future we're on to the new project which i think is going to be the oldie night lords and i've got that medal that you sent me chris very nice my birthday um to, to make a start with that that's me uh what about rob i asked him yeah and it's just going to be chipping away at the porphyrian oh yeah and then once that's done it's going to be woodwork because i need to build a case for the mechanicum to go into building a flipping case for each army i know right well, no, not for each army it's just that it happens that the that the Mechanicum, the foam is that tall. No one, re- no one on in the world creates a case that's deep enough to hold all the foam in one go. Got you. Very so good. it's uh, the case <coughs> will be provided by B and Q. Lovely. There you go. That's a that's a niche market for you. If you're artisan bread shop, <laughs> yeah. handmade. I'll uh, see if I can uh, see if I can boxes for transporting armies in dovetail every box every uh, every joint and uh, get some veneers oh, in there that'd and... be nice that'd be your full time you know you have orders from all over the world with your handcrafted marine ply boxes or something <laughs> along those lines oh, marine ply no it'd be reclaimed teak from old railway 
real way oh, of carriage. Of course it would be. Of course it would be. How silly of me. Freight <laughs> carriage is only made in the 1920s and 30s, you know. Yeah, or yeah, from some think... ancient ship yeah. that, that was washed up on the coast of Yorkshire. Bits of victory that are, that are not <laughs> actually on the, I'll just head just, to Normandy Coast. There's an entire French Navy down there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> just steal the benches from the trains on the Isle of Wight. Oh. Actually, I think the trains changed, actually, Mr. B. They, oh, I they? they have great. Oh, yeah. I, I, damn. The, I think it's it's a slightly different uh, underground carriage now. Oh, I've got a mate who works in a heritage railway down in Scarborough. And he's like, yeah, our um, our trains are newer than those on the um, the Isle of Wight on the still operating on the main line. Well, that's hilarious. The Isle of Wight train doesn't even go around all around the yeah. island. So. It just goes to one stop, isn't it, from it the goes, to Shanklin or something? Yeah, it goes halfway around the island from the pier to, and that's it. Weirdly enough, and we have one a massive tangent here. I saw, you know, one of the big selling kind of PC games is Train Simulator World. Yeah, yeah. Right? I saw an advert the other day for exactly that train simulator world Isle of Wight edition. Yeah, and it's like that's just like a tube train journey that's about five minutes long, if I remember rightly. Anyway, so people bored. pay big money for that. I got bored a while ago, bought it, and I bought the the, the line that goes from Brighton to Lewis and around that way <laughs> just oh, for. Yeah. Just for an evening, spent about an hour just doing a train journey. I, used, you know. I was on I was on Twitch the other night looking for Warhammer, and um, uh, there was only like three painters, and they were all in Spanish. And um, the the uh, and the top Twitch, you know, Twitch after dark, God. Twitch after dark. And the only uh, and and the top streaming game at the time was Euro Truck Simulator. Mm, yeah, it's big money. And, oh my God, how boring does that game look? Not if you're a truck enthusiast. Sir. No, exactly. Navigate your way through the autobahns of the Germany. Thing, the thing is, okay, sometimes it's quite nice to play a game that you don't really have to think about at all whatsoever. That doesn't require you to smash 56 buttons in two and a half seconds. It's just mm. nice to just plod along, you know, at 2 a.m. A chilled game. Like, you, I mean, yeah. Chris is a big fan of farming simulator. Uh, yeah, it's just something nice to put on that, you know, doesn't make uh, a lot of difference. The girls love their animal crossing. It stresses yeah, me out. This is more with tractors, but it's a similar principle. Yeah. But yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from. And there is, well, we, we have gone off topic. But yeah, yeah. There is a certain, there's a certain joy in those kinds of things, I think. That it's yeah. the, the, the chillness of it rather than the adversus, adversarial aspect. Because, yeah. you know, as, as the internet is well aware, we play adversarial games as, as a group mm. and we shout at people a lot and there's a time and a place for that and there's the time and a place for you know and i get accused of giving the opposition um okay one time mr b <laughs> i accuse you of fellating the opponents one time because basically yeah. well you know what you did that was very funny that was hilarious and one day we'll release the tapes for that as well anyway yes, moving indeed. on Okay, moving on to yeah, State of the Union. Then. Okay, it's time to take a look at what is happening in the world of heresy this month. And I've got to be honest, it's been a bit of a slow month, I think, for, for mm. everything that's been going on. So, um, yeah, so we start off by going to uh, Mr. Chris. 
as if we needed another reason not to venture south of the equator, um, a new spider has been discovered and named after Aberdeen the Despoiler. It is uh, uh, <laughs> Aberdeen the Despoiliator. Despoiliator. Um, and it looks unpleasant, and it probably is unpleasant. So, yeah. As if, as if we needed more reasons to go to a continent where things are either trying to kill you or uh, eat you. I think no, 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 no. It, it's totally armless. Can't hurt a thing. That's that's because it's covered in legs. It's armless because it's covered in legs. Yeah. See where you're coming from. The old thing about who cut his arms off? Was it L thread or whatever? I think it was. I think it was just because his model was so terrible that the arms would never stay on, no matter how much pinning you did on the old metal model. I thought it was a flop reason, but there we go. Okay. No, it was literally because he's, he, you know, he was so useless. He didn't have arms, yeah. you know, because of all the failed Black Crusades. But then they sort of retconned it so that uh, actually the Black Crusades had a specific goal, and he succeeded in all of them. Okay. Of course, of course he did. Yeah. Um, to be to be fair, I mean, he he's a pretty hard ass model these days. If, if you look at the the one he's got oh, it now, looks awesome now. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, very good. Um, sorry, I'm just, I'm just I'm just doing some research into Abad and the Armless. I've just found an old article. Why? <laughs> very reason because I was like, oh, I'm sure there's something interesting going on. Anyway, uh, I shall look at that at my leisure. Uh, it's an arachnid, not a spider. As they don't have fangs or venom, and they don't make silk. So it's utterly pointless then. Okay. So well, it's, not it's, plus side, it's the one entire one organism on the entire Antipodean con- subcontinent that can't kill you. It isn't designed to kill you. Mm. Yeah. I, I saw an excellent video a while back. Uh, so I am going on a tangent here. Some bloke was parachuting down from wherever, and he sort of drops in. Uh, it's in Australia, obviously. And a kangaroo just sort of uh, walks up to him and just punches him in the face. Mm. And it was just like, <laughs> brutal. And it was just like that is hilarious. Yeah, that's kangaroo but, swear. So yeah. anyway, this this next release is a bit of a belter actually. Oh, so yeah. this is the new version of Bellacore, the oh. first demon prince, and obviously will be well. <laughs> <laughs> this is a clean family show. We'll be welcome on any uh, any battlefield in the Heresy. I feel absolute monstrous thing. Uh, really, really cool. Right. The other model was a bit weedy. This is this is the very opposite of weedy. This is a kick-ass demon prince. Yeah. Chris, I think you should get him in your army as well. <coughs> he, he does. He does, blood he does fit. He could pass as a bloodthirster. He's mm. got wings. You know, just changed out that sword for something else. Um. Yeah. I, I've always liked Bellacore. I like the old Bellacore model actually. Um, the old yeah, one would work nice as a brute now compared to that one. Yeah. yeah. But also, I quite like it. Not that it's relevant to to, to our it's standard dead, hobby. It's got dead Primaris on the base. Yeah, well, that's, 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 option. that's yeah. optional. That's optional. That's exactly exactly right. Warrior, or a dead Sigmarite uh, chappy, okay. or, or a, a Primaris. So I'm sure you could model that. You know, you just shove a dead... Uh, apparently, you don't have to have a dead body on his um at his feet at all. Okay. Even better. But no, uh, he that is a super cool model. How many how many of our fine English pounds is that model? Just be around about hundred ish, isn't he? 
uh, we don't know it hasn't been released yet but uh, i'm expecting it to be april i, I okay. mean i mean you're never going to transport it anywhere and get it to the place in as many pieces as you start off with don't say that rob because i've got to try and do that with three <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think you know with with adequate foam all them little hooks on the bottom of his wings mm. they're coming off the smoky mm. bits on the top of his sword they're getting snapped off mm. the little ch- the little chain on his base with the skulls hanging off it the kind of pirates of the caribbean arrangement that's getting broken Tail. i think to be honest this is where we need to ask kr multi-case to come up with a nice custom foam you get a big bit of uh sort of a cushion foam from your local haberdashers mm-hmm. okay this, cause this is what i did with with big bird all right. Because the foam's quite strong. It's not um Okay. Not too flimsy like with KR yeah. stuff. And then basically just lie that model down, trace around him, and then just get a, a knife and cut it out and stick it in. Or or uh, are you gonna be asking um Rob to make one of his uh, artisanal cases? Uh, yeah. No, it's you know bubble wrap. That's the <laughs> solution to everything. So there'll be there'll be other there'll be other things to put him in, just put, or, you know, a big um if you've got you could, could make, you could put it on a mag. You could put it on a, on a magnetic tray. You put some big disc magnets yeah. on the bottom because he won't be that heavy proportionally for his size. No, exactly, it's gonna be hollow plastic, isn't it? His torso and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's how I would do it. Just okay. hope you don't get him out the back of the car in a strong wind, else he's off. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've a way. It's a, it's a great addition and um, yeah, to, to, to the demon range and stunning, I, stunning model. Well done to whoever sculpted that. It's incredible. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to to getting that. Uh, I don't know if I would get it, but I'd like to. Of course you'll get it. No, I might not. I might not. Unless they release some new dice or some coasters or something else. Go with it. (laughs) If you hold hold the dice near Free dice with every Bellacore model release. (laughs) Like an army of Bellacores. Okay, fair enough. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so this month, White Dwarf gave away 12 free games for Steam. Um, for heresy fans, there was Adeptus Titanicus Dominus, which also nicely left its beta phase this month. Uh, but those, the rest of the 11 titles, still pretty interesting. Right down, uh, you know, there's an interesting mix from, you know, some AAA titles, you know, even the older Space Marine and Total War Warhammer 1 um, mm. and Underworlds Online. Uh, right down to some, you know, pay to win mobile strategy games, which, you know, nobody likes. Mm hmm. But yeah, so that was that was really nice of them. Very good. Um, it is quite handy. Yeah, I got an extra copy for my nephew. Uh, I don't know if he's going to play them. I'm, I'm trying to convert him to Warhammer love, but you know, Apex Legends is more appealing to him. You basically <laughs> stop interacting with him until he starts painting. Anyway, that's a tangent. Yeah. Rob. Oh. Yes, um, well, we've got uh, a nice look at some cannon fodder kits coming from War Games Atlantic. Yes. They're the uh, same folks that do the uh, Le Grognard, the mm. uh, sort of Frenchman in space thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are more um, Predator in space, kind of. A bit more, you weren't there, man. You were in oh. Nam, not in Nam. Um, Nice yeah. models. They're they're not. They're, let's be honest. The um, casts and sculpts aren't up to what we're we're used to with GW standard. Now. No, 
but but there's some they've they've been very clever with the paint jobs they've done on the articles because they've they've kind of played to that and they've they've sort of used that as a strength rather than a weakness in the paint job so they've got a much more grim dark kind of paint job on the um on the promotional mm-hmm. website mm-hmm. they're nice models they're going to be a heck of a lot cheaper than plastic gw models we know that from war games atlantic um what i can't see is the full price list for them yet uh cannon fodder aren't out yet that'll be why i can't find a price for them then but i think they're going to be priced roughly in line with the les Gronyards. yeah i was going to say they, they'll be probably about the uh where is les where's les um they're thirty-four and ninety-five. Yeah. Yeah. And that's for yeah. how many troops? Is that that's for like what forty? Is it? Uh, twenty-four. Yeah. yeah. Twenty-four. Those, so uh, our friend Paul Briggs uh, was showing off some militia he's been making for his Prospering Spire Guard uh, using those Gronyards and some Anvil it? Industry heads. Mm. Yeah, if you want they? good, if you, if you want good heads, go to Anvil Industry. Yeah, so they're quite nice. But yeah, I'm loving those models. I, I, I'm, I was so surprised at how, you know, simple paint job and a few head swaps can actually make those look so different from each other. Mm-hmm. I think the Gronyards are better. Yes. For me, I think they are. But then they're, you know, they're supposed to be a bit, you know, they're a lot shinier. They're not cannon fodder. So, there's, you know, that's why they're... Mm. Yeah, the, I don't have any of the sort of nice stuff. They've basically been given some pajamas and a rifle and go go out there and use up the enemy's bullets. Yeah, you've got a mixture of um of generic, you know, standard, you know, as you say, cannon fodder there, and your convict type type stuff. So I could definitely see these getting a a, a use in uh, heresy. Yeah, no, you could. Sure. Yeah, you could. You know, militia, the the sort of um industrial sort of vac suit kind of look. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have a nice, uh, nice militia theme with that. I mean, anybody who's watched the Expanse, you know, you've got kind of an army of belters right there. Yeah. Uh, uh, did uh, I'm just have you seen the photo of them with the yellow helmets on the uh, on the yeah, planet? Not, I must admit, I'm not a fan of them. That's a bit 1950s kind of like, you know, lost in space kind of. Um, I don't know. That that might I might be being a little bit unfair. I think the bear heads are. For me, they're pref- infinitely preferable. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, right, it's me, and that means I've forgotten what I was doing because <coughs> I was looking at the actual article. Uh, the Warhammer preview unsurprisingly gave an out to us for heresy, not that we were expecting it, and if you were, yes, have a good long look at yourself in the mirror. But there were some things that we can uh, crowbar in as we all want to do. And that is the uh, Necromunda Star set with the Zomortalis terrain. Yes, and please. The, yeah, absolutely. And the Redemptionists, and, uh, who are pretty jazzy all round, I think, with their yeah, I like the flaming. It's nice to see they've been right. um, they've been made more acceptable for the modern age, shall we say, from yeah. the original 90s sculpts, but they've not lost any of the character that. that bonkers character indeed uh he did miss off the first uh the first thing that uh the most obvious uh model in there for us that is just an out and out heresy model if you want it to be yep and that oh sorry i do apologize yeah the um 
I was actually looking at the Redemptionists as I was reading the, the, the note there. That's they fine. are really um, nice models, so I don't blame the, you. The um, Skitaru Marshal as a Skitaru Axiarch. Yeah. Um, coming to us. But yeah, perfectly, perfectly uh, beautiful and acceptable model. No, yeah, that's uh, a nice model, I do like the I do like the Redemptionists. I do think they're a bit too 40k for parity per se. Um but that's just my um Yeah, you wouldn't want an army you wouldn't want an army of I can maybe see them as like a as like a um I don't know, maybe cultist command squad or something. Yeah, yeah. But not really as a or discipline masters for a cultist army. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but, that that'd be good. But, but not really as a generic troop choice, but you know, no. we take okay. what we can get. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, no, no, I'm not, not knocking them. Just cool. Okay. All um, good. Another map from our friends at Deep Cut Studios. Um, this time their Realm of Chaos mat looks good for Cyg- Cygnus Prime or other Demon World gaming boards. So let's have they a look at see. That looks cool. I like that. Yep. That gets it's unbelievable of approval. I mean, just looking at that on the on the preview, that's really hard to believe that that is entirely 2D. Yeah, it is. That is really hard to believe that that's a 2D surface you're looking at. The, these map makers have gotten so good in the past few years. I remember when the first sort of neoprene mats started getting put out there. You know, it was basic grass, desert, and now they're really, really pushing the boat out what you can do. Yeah, that is that is really the cool. Tech, I guess the sort of the the DPI and stuff. Yeah, but that is um, yeah, they're good. Like they're good lads. Um, okay. How is it really forty nine euros? I don't know what shipping's like, but pretty good. Yeah, six by four. Yeah, sixty four ninety is the most expensive one. That's the mouse mat one in six by four. Oh right, yeah, I went um, for PVC. Mouse yeah. mat is the. Yeah, that's the Graham's, nice. Graham's always, <laughs> choice. <laughs> always my, my first choice on any website. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, right then. Um, our friends at TT Combat have released a new range of coloured spray primers. Uh, Twenty-six color, different colours in total, from PHR Bone to Poster Boy Blue. I love that name. I, I think they're really. That, that's a, that's a really funny name. Um, and Rat Tail Pink. Um, so given that GW are having shortages of primer because they're having to completely redesign um, their packaging and get them re you know get them recertified for export to Europe. So yay Brexit. Um, um, this is gonna um, help uh, fill that gap and they're a lot cheaper as well at only eight pounds50 a can from directly from TT combat and I think they're cheaper from element games and uh, the outpost so. It's just nice to have a great range of primers. That is an army painter, because yeah, test them on something first, though, because anybody who's bought an army painter spray in the past yeah. will probably know what can happen. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Uh, yeah. I've I've, and, I've gone through that. Yeah. There's a reason I use airbrush primers for everything. <laughs> but my 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 favorite is definitely the poster boy blue. They just sort of it's it's basically ultramarine blue, but they've um until until they release oh, it's all our fault red, then yeah, that is going to be your favorite basically, isn't it? <laughs> I just like I just like the name. I think it's uh I think it's a bit tongue in cheek, and I like it. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean I, I I've got a new table of terrain I'm sort of planning, and I want to use Wraithbone 
uh, and I'm thinking actually the PHR bone might be a better option because a it's cheaper and b it's available. I've got a the um, um, wraith bone thing, Michael. I've never used. Uh, but the wraith bone, the wraith bone paint, the the can of wraith bone is a primer, yeah. isn't it? Contrast. It's not an yeah. actual. Yeah. yeah. Paint per se. Um, so I might, I might just, I might just stick to the. Uh, the army, the army painter bone spray is what I used for my custodies bases. Mm. So it does give you a quite a chalky, um, yeah. sort of off off white colour, which is quite nice. Okay. So far as, yeah, well, if you uh, want race for any colouring, that's what I'd go with. To be honest, I'm going to stain it all with seraphim sepia anyway to give it sort yeah. of like a tea stained colour. Uh, at least that's what I'm planning. Like okay. on the um, command edition box. So anyway, uh, that's that's that. So and then one last thing for Chris to to, to talk no, to us about. No, 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 no. No. I know it's Rob. Rob, yeah, Rob. Mm, thank you. Thank I you. I forgot yeah. this. I forgot this. I'm traumatized from the um the the the, 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 the seeing people actually complain about this. From uh, and from having to mention army painters break cans. Yeah, that's not to traumatize anybody. Um, but yes, uh, Dimi Dimi Tampakudis, um, who's one of the um background writers at forge world he's been showing off his dark angels army um which uh for for a filthy traitors they, they don't look bad um can you stop playing with elastic bands please yeah. no i'm sorry i'm uh, just just clearing my mouth after having to mm. mention the um the army in question but no they're really really pretty and apparently some people kicked off because he used to used some Stormcasters like like lion yeah, shoulder pads. Yeah. It's like seriously, leave the gate alone, lads. Like if you've never used a replacement shoulder pad for anything, it's got a flipping lion on it, and it's a dark angel's army. Get over yourself. And it's and it's beautiful dark angel's army as well. It's really yeah. really nicely done. It's a higher standard than probably ninety nine percent of the people who are complaining about it in the first place. Yeah, I, I mean that shoulder pad in question. I mean. Y- y- you're nitpicking over a shoulder pad. Don't get me that, wrong; it's not hell. It's not a hell blaster. That was, you know, fair play on that one. Yeah, get yeah. That's off my table. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a beautiful shoulder pad, and it works so well for the model. It's it perfectly. Yeah, it, exactly. It's also exactly the same bleeding shape as Cipher's shoulder pad, but on the other side, minus the sculpting. And Cipher's armor is heresy armor, so just do want to know your bits okay i think that um that's that's been a firm rebuttal of that particular yeah that opening shot with the banner and all all the hqs is awesome hmm. yeah. yeah they've really really done themselves he's really done himself proud on this one i love that army i'd, I'd absolutely love to play against that one it just looks phenomenal here's the, here's the thing okay what i like about it is it's, it's, it doesn't look like it was hard to paint, but I bet it was. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what I like about yeah, it. It's, it's, it's that thing of like when you watch a musician who's really good at what they do, they don't look like they're doing much. Yeah. And yeah. and pa- and painting black to look interesting without sort of cartoony hard hard yeah, too, yeah. too much cartoony hard edge highlighting it's really soft and yeah yeah, 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 and yeah. it's just nicely set off with the basin it's the that that's a best army winning army any day of the week yeah. even if it is filthy traitors 
<laughs> Can't argue with that. And I've spotted, I've spotted another Sigmar bit in the HQ. There's uh, a fella has a wolf, a lion pelt over his shoulder, which I believe is from either the Space Wolf Terminator unit. In fact, it is because it's the um, cloak. So it's a 40k piece. It's not an Age of Sigmar piece. Severing Loth in there. I love the pose and the Contemptor. Yeah. True. Yeah, that's really he, cool. He's put some proper work and some proper thought into this. Like anybody who's nitpicking on this, it's just jealousy. It's sour cream. I don't know how much you like marble, Rob, but that, that marble looks very nice on that. Uh, it's just a little bit of marble. That's on fine. The base, though, isn't it? It's on the, it's not it's yeah, on the base. You know, they haven't thought, yeah, I know cool. what I want to carry around all day that'll keep me safe. I want <laughs> to carry around half a mountain. No. I saw lots of comments on. Complaining that Forge, I don't release the uh, um, I don't have the Achilles anymore. I have one. <laughs> if they got it, it was just out of stock due to production issues. I think it stopped production. I think that was the impression I got, but I could be wrong. What well, stopped production? Sorry, the Achilles. Oh, Achilles. Uh, I would very much like to see a Mark Two B Achilles, so with the rack yeah. tracks. <gasps> oh, there is that something would... we have forgot to mention in the news. What? Um, there was an FAQ. Oh no! I did wonder when we were going to mention this. Oh, yeah, FAQ. Us moaning about there was no FAQ last week, and then <coughs> two days later, they obviously listened yeah. to us and they were fearful of the voice of the free press and, and released it. It was a tiny FAQ. It covered only one, you know, one thing. And More then harm it, than good. Unless you're a dark angel well, player. <laughs> it didn't solve. It, 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 Apparently, it created more issues uh, than I think than it solved. I think was the consensus at the end of it. Um, a certain element of it, it was always going to. But yeah, there is that haters gonna hate thing. Yeah, sure. Is that Eidolon's yeah. hammer that that Dark Angels has got? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at it. Just, it's, I'm like looking at it, looking at all the bits, going, yeah, you can tell this is a staffer. Like no one in a million years would be able to afford this. That's not a staffer. He's got Eidolon's hammer. He's got blooming this, that, and it's, he's got everything. Um, yeah, uh, the FAQ. Uh, so this was just for the book nine. Yeah, it was just for. Was it for the Dark Angels and the Night Lords, or just for the? Yeah, Dark it, was, it was the book in general and the some of the reasons as well. Yeah, I think the general consensus was, well, that's a start, and I think Michael made a good point, which is, you know, this is maybe the start of things. You know, the first of many. Uh, we can but hope, and I, I'll, I'll err on his ever ever the optimist. Uh, view on this one but yeah fundamentally all it really did was highlight the fact that they haven't actually released one a proper one for a significant amount of time maybe that will change eh? wouldn't it be lovely yeah i didn't i didn't think it was that bad it, it cleared up a rules a couple of rules um i think maybe it maybe made something a little bit too weird but it was just you know but, at least they're doing stuff for sure get on with the rest of it yeah it was never going to make everybody happy was it yeah but i think even if you released the actual faq like you said in the episode last month rob yes there's still probably people who would who would not would not like it because it did something or didn't do something so haters gonna hate as taylor swift they are (laughs) okay okay so one last bit for krista oh right yeah uh for those who live in an area where there are open Warhammer stores, uh, which will probably be from the 12th of April if you're in the UK, um, because I know that's when I'm going back to work, so I imagine they are too. Uh, this month's free mini is a pink horror uh, to be used in your Demons of the Ruin Storm army if you're uh, 
40 if you're uh, that way inclined obviously you can use it in sigma and 40k as well so a universally useful model yep oh but, yeah. but you're breaking up a bit there chris yeah oh, sorry. Keeps, keeps turning into a necron no i do apologize so a connection issue but uh, yeah uh, and then there's a coin as well a bellicor fiends coin Ooh. Nice. So, very cool. Very nice. Get your mitts on six of them. You've got some nice objective counters if you uh, sure play a late heresy uh, traitor army. Or if you're yeah. a Demons of the Rimstorm uh, player. Yeah, or yeah. a Dark Angels player. He's <laughs> <laughs> not going to let that go, yeah, is he? You, actually, you have to spend 60 quid to get the coin. So, no, no offense. Um, no, I'm not picking up six of those coins. No, 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 no. That's, that's 80, not... 80 euros or 100 US dollars. Yeah, yeah. 300 yeah. notes for some uh, objective counters is a little excessive. Well, you're not paying for the actual counter. You, 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 no, you you've know, got to drop buy. 300 notes on somewhere else. I mean, if you're going to buy you know, that much money anyway, you know. Yeah, but most people don't, Michael. That's the point. True. Have to, and even when they do, they use their own card. And also, you'd have to probably do it in different stores because they might go, "No, we've given you a coin already." So you have your, your travel cost. Yeah, probably. Plus, yeah, so you know, not worth doing. Is the uh, is the end result of that for objective counters now? Yeah, probably. So yeah, or or the... try and get it on on trading or something. On eBay. Do you need? Okay. Moving swiftly on from the. I suppose it's just if you're marketing really, of collectible they're not, they're not stuff. They're not that big a thing, I don't think, really. No. To me, they're not, anyway. Uh, okay, so we'll move into Engine Kill. So now it's time for me and Michael to talk about some god machines in Engine Kill. Yay. Always a fun and important section of the show. Um, right, let's crack on to the news. Mr. B. Hi, we've, we've had a little bit of news this month, which is nice. Uh, sorry for the squeak on my mouse. I'm just scrolling up. It's terrible. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, the first bit of news, I guess, is that uh, White Dwarf, the, the heavily you know a heavily purchased white dwarf because of all those computer games and and the uh codex uh, uh the the point updates for 40k actually had a decent uh really decent in fact um uh adeptus titanicus article in it uh focusing on the Warmaster um uh titan and uh even has a couple of missions and narrative missions in there for using it which is nice to see that's what i like yeah it's what we right. definitely like to see um uh, really really good yeah no it's 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 always good when there's sort of new new missions new things to play and actually i might come on to that with a bit later on with them the crucible of iron book actually yeah um, crucible of retribution sorry i'm mixing up two books um right actually now i'm going to let you do this one as well this this uh, there's only one man that can talk about this thing oh yeah we had an engine kill this month uh we didn't last month i think that's because you know the way february dates are and stuff um but we did have one this month and it was uh we're getting some new weapons some lovely new weapons volkite 
is coming to Titanicus. Uh, we're getting Volkite Eradicators for the Warhound and Reaver, and Volkite Destructors for Warlords. And oh, they look nice. They are. They are. Do you know? I I wonder how long it'll be before we see some of these uh, make their way into 30k as various different things. Um, but yeah, they are. They are some good looking, uh, good looking cannons, aren't they? Oh, they're very nice, and uh, more weapons is always handy. Yeah. So I'm 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 really looking forward to getting uh getting uh some of these and uh popping them on my warhounds and uh well all of my titans. You know, yeah. one day I might field a whole titan maniple with just volkite. Well, it does go on to say that it, it, it's not massively effective against some things. <laughs> so. Uh, well, no, but you know, just 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 for the gills. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that would be your dream. Yeah. Volkite, uh, all, all, all Volkite world is in which you want to live in. All Volkite, all the time. Yeah, exactly. That's Mr. B's slogan. Yep. So it, it looks really, really good, though. Um, yep. Okay. So what? What? We've got some breaking news as well. Well, so, yeah. I mean, for us, this is fairly uh, breaking news. So yeah, we've got a um, we'll have a community article on uh, Easter Sunday. Yeah, Easter Sunday. It's the fourth today, fifth today. Um, so Sunday preview, and it was it had some other bits and pieces, but it had a big, hefty chunk of Britannica stuff and Yay. some uh, some some good stuff as well. We got the uh, uh, Legion, the Loyalist Legions book is up for pre-order um, at the end of this week. Um, the standalone rule book, which I, I hadn't, it's one of those things where because I got a copy early on, I hadn't actually ever considered that you couldn't buy it. Um, it, it was released in sort of a rules pack, which came with all the templates yeah. and, to, uh, and and stuff. So, I think the rules pack made sense, but the rules pack hasn't been on sale for a while now. No. So. Just, uh, yeah. Because of the rule, all the bits out and just yeah. book up sale. The rule pack got you the templates and all of the. Um, uh, what else did it get you? Got you the templates and the um, uh, tokens and stuff. Oh, yeah. um, but the tokens are available separately now. I think the templates are as well. I'm not sure, but probably, probably, They're probably somewhere on the on the GW website. No doubt, no yeah. doubt. Or you just buy the Necromunda templates. Well, templates are all the same, aren't they? It's, you know. Yeah, it's just the standard template that we're so used to. Yes. It's not just a rulebook, though, is it? Uh, what and, do you mean? Uh, it's not just the books, though, is it? What else is coming? No, no. <clears throat> so the uh, the Warmaster Heavy Battle Titan. Exactly. That's um, the uh, the Marmite of uh, of Titans as far as uh, aesthetics looks. Uh, you either love it or you hate it, I think, tends to be the general consensus. Yeah, it seems to be. A lot of people are sort of like, yeah. I quite like it. Yeah. It's different, and that's why I like it. Yeah. It's not, it's not uh, you know, the... The, the the warbringer is very 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 influenced by the war lord but and obviously the reaver and the warhound are their own style yeah um but the war um the, the war, war master looks whilst the influence is very different yeah i mean it's it's if someone took a leviathan and turned it into a titan yeah pretty much that's that's pretty much what it is and i i like it I think it's a, a really cool looking piece of kit. Um, yeah, I just <clears throat> it, it, big things always make me happy. So uh, that's what that's, she said. 
nice one as well, absolutely. Um, so that's going to be cool. So that's out. And then two more bits. Uh, what do we get next, Mr. B? Um, oh, we're getting transfers as well. Yep. Yeah, and the uh, new stuff and the new sort of maniple box, which is going to contain a um, a warhound. Sorry, two warhounds, uh, a warlord, uh, a reaver, and a warbringer nemesis. So a bit similar yeah. to the maniple box that we had a couple of years ago, but yeah, different. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's the addition of the warbringer. I think this is going to be. I don't know what the cost is going to be. We haven't seen any leaks for that yet. I expect we'll get them in the next day or so. But I don't think this is going to be priced uncompetitively. Uncompetitively, you know, competitively no, yeah, yeah. in terms of titan- Titanic. But I don't think it's going to be priced stupidly high, if that makes any sense. I no. think we're going to be looking at, I personally would say, 130 to 140 pounds, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I I, I'm, I, I on the side of the caution, but a bit, a bit more expensive, 150 but yeah, I mean, it's just all guesswork, isn't it? We're just going by <coughs> hopes and aspirations, really, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, um, the last box was with the with the Warhounds. Uh, 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 well, well, the say everything except the Warbringer Nemesis was a hundred pounds. So it depends how deep they're going to discount the Warbringer. Uh, I see. Fair enough. Um, but you know, we don't know this. Um, no. We can only guess. I'm sure yeah, someone, exactly. I'm sure someone. Obviously, that there's a formula in place, and to be fair, I think it's fair to say that GW box sets have gotten more expensive over the past couple of years. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it, it could be that it's not priced as competitively as we would like. Yeah. I mean, it's still going to work out cheaper than buying them all individually. So. Um, Either way, yeah. Yeah, either way, yeah. It's still a win. Just how big of a win is 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 the only thing, but it's still a bargain. I think it, yeah. If I was in the, if I was in the, uh, you know, if I wanted to start an Abolidio, which I've been tempted to, but I don't think I don't think I will. Um, the only reason I would start an Abolidio is to try and convince Megan or Lindsay to play it with me, but yeah. I don't think it's their cup of tea. Giant robots. Wasn't to like. Um, yeah, but it's a more complex, in-depth game, and it, okay. it, it's a lot. It's less casual, more thinking. Fair enough. And they both prefer games that are more casual, which is play, play not, casual, but not too yeah. casual. Yeah, exactly. It's not you know nothing wrong with that. It's just that's what they prefer. <coughs> yeah, absolutely fair enough. Um, but that's uh. I mean, I, I think it's a really good set. I think all those models are really cool together as well on the picture. Um, I mean, it's a great start to uh, it's a great start to Eligio. So yeah, if, if you are thinking or on the on the sort of edge of sort of should I get into Titanicus, grab this box. Yeah, you won't regret it. Yeah, just grab some some knights if you want them, and uh, you know, you're away. Exactly. Okay, right. so shall we talk about Legio Solaria? Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you want to uh, do the fluff or shall I? Or? Yeah. And also, Solaria, one of the transfer sheets you can get at the end of the week. Oh, yes. Transfer sheets. Yeah. Metallica, Ignatum, and Solaria. I've got a couple of Meta- uh, Ignatum ones. I'm tempted to get another. Yeah. Uh, did, did you make sure it's just those ones? Yeah. Um, but no, we, we always want transfers. We like transfers. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Right, so yeah. Do you, want, so, do you want to do the fluff or should I? 
Yeah, I can do it if you want. I can yeah, rattle okay. it through. <clears throat> Legio Solaria, the Imperial Hunters. The Legio for whom the Titan Death Novel focused on, which looks at their founding at the, and uh, the Battle of Beta Garmin, which is their biggest engagement in the heresy. Founded during the Great Crusade by Mahana Matanka IV. No, the sixth, sorry. God, my no, no, eyes. Just V, just V. Well, there's an I next to it. Yeah, but I think it's just V. You know uh, what? I haven't actually listened to it as an audiobook. Maybe it is for. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be that would be six. VI would be yeah. six. But yes. Um, uh, a noblewoman of uh, Procon Sixth. She refused the right to a pilot. She was refused the right to pilot a knight because she was a woman. But she impressed the visiting representatives of the Mechanicum during the trials so much so that they inducted her into the college, Collegiate Titanica and founded the Legio Solaria. For their existence during the heresy, Legio Solaria were all women, either vat-born or bred from noble women who made up the moderati or princeps. And the Knights of Procon VI were made vassals of the Legio, something which greatly amused the Legio, as they had previously denied Mahana the right to walk with them. The Imperial Hunters had a fierce reputation they fought at the very front lines, favouring Warhound backs. During the Great Crusade, they developed a bitter rivalry with Legio Volpa, which culminated at the Battle of Beta Garmin, where they clashed as enemies, with Volpa taking losses of such severity that they then began to recruit men into the Legio ranks to get them back to strength as quickly as possible. So, yeah, we like another Warhound uh, heavy legion. Yeah. I, I actually really like the fluff. I mean, the story, Beta Garmon, I mean, with all due respect to Guy Halley, uh, you can tell it was written, in a, it, it, you know, to a slightly shortened, um, what's the word I'm looking for, schedule. Yeah. Uh, which it was, because apparently they were originally not going to do a book. But at the same time, it's a really, really, really good book. Um, it's just, it's got those slight... It's just got a few slight rough edges to it, yeah, if that slightly. makes any sense. But it's a really, really, really good book, and I actually love this Legio. I was very, very tempted to do this Legio after that book. But, yeah, The Call of Mars was too great. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so as we get into the, get into the, the, the crunch, the nitty-gritty? Yeah, okay, so... The, the Legio trait, I'll, I'll cover the Legio trait, and then we'll sort of alternate from there. But the, the Legio trait is wolf packs. So basically, Warhound squadrons of Legio Solaria uh, can contain up to four Warhound Titans, and any maniple can select a single Warhound Titan in place of a Reaver Titan. Now, having four Warhounds in a pack does sound awesome. It really does. But I would counter that with you get fewer activations. Which isn't necessarily yeah. what you want. No, that's true. But otherwise, it's 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 pretty pretty amazing. I do love the flexibility of being able to replace a titan. So. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was uh, there are a lot of uh, a number as well. So it does open up a lot of options. Okay, what about uh, the specific stratagem they have there, Chris? Fog of War. 
Costs two points and lets you redeploy a Warhound for every larger Titan in your battle group. That's a nice way to take advantage of holes in your opponent's deployment, but not cheap, but if used carefully, can be very useful. Um, I think yeah, I think it's a really useful one. I mean, it's any time that you can sort of disrupt your opponent, that's always a good thing. Yeah, because it's immediately, oh, I've planned this way. Oh, no, now there's a Warhound there. Yeah. So I, I think this is a really clever one, although it does mean that to take use of it, you've got to take not just Warhounds. Yeah, I mean, take a you can take one Reaver, I suppose, if you wanted to, just to um, yeah, scale seven or or larger, isn't it? Uh, so yeah, you can take a one Reaver and just uh, swap them around. So I don't know if it applies to if you had them in a squadron, whether it would apply or not. But I think it is just singular, isn't it? I did look in the FAQ to see if they'd um, paid it out, but they hadn't done. I think it's just a singular, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rather than a squadron. It'd Rather be nice if it was a squadron. Well, oh, exactly, you know. The but man can dream. Probably be too nice. <laughs> um, they don't like to be too nice, do they? No, this is true. Exactly. Can't have it all. Yeah. Uh, right, the uh, war gear, Mr. B? Uh, we've got two bits of war gear. We've got the Fortis Motivators. Now, these cost you 20 points uh, and allow you to disregard any repair dice in the damage control phase uh, for one point to repair one point of critical damage to the Titan's leg. Now, I actually think these are really useful on Warhounds. Uh, reason being is that a Warhound, basically, in the game, it lives or dies based on how mobile it is. And getting critical damage to that is quite you know, quite yeah. common. That's <clears throat> where a lot of targeting goes, I found personally when it comes to your Warhounds. So if you pop these in, it's great. I mean, Warhounds only have, what, two repair dice? So, you know, if you get a one or a two, boom, you can use it to repair that critical damage, if you mm. have it, of course. Well, yeah. But If you're lucky. <laughs> well, I would say getting critical damage on your, on, on your legs is not lucky, but... Yeah, well, no, it could I, be worse. It could be worse. Yeah, I like I like this. I like this. I like this a lot. I definitely yeah. would take this on, on, on a Warhound. Um, what about the Camaline Shrouding? Yeah. Oh, do you want me to pull through that? Oh. That's where I can... I'll, I'll, I'll learn. Yeah. Um, so it's a 35-point upgrade, which can be equipped on a Warhound and imposes a minus one to hit at long distances. But the first time it takes any structural damage, it loses this effect. <clears throat> it's quite expensive but can make a pair of Warhounds a lot more durable in the initial rounds of the game. But, again, it's expensive. Yes, I mean, that's the thing. I looked at it, I was like, oh, this sounds good. But then I thought, oh, it's when you get to that bit of the moment it takes any structural damage. Mm-hmm. And at 35 points for that, it does, you know, it's, it's, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. And Warhounds are not the most uh, uh, robust of Titans, as we've just said. So, um, I, I would be more inclined to take the Fortis motivators than I would the uh, the, the Camaline shrouding personally. Yeah, I mean it's it's certainly something that is there. I wouldn't say no to it. Uh, potentially, it just depends on what's the rest. But then again, you might be better off having some knights for those seventy, yeah. you know, for those points rather than this. But yeah, exactly. Definitely, definitely has its place. Yeah. 
All right, so we're moving to the personal traits. To be honest, I'm not that impressed with many of these personal traits. I'll be perfectly honest. I think I think that that's where this Legio has been let down on its personal traits. So yeah. um, the first one is Spear of Tigress. Uh, so Princeps Titan uh, may go into full stride orders without the need to make a command check. So increases your mobility. And if your Princeps is in a Reaver or a Warlord, Suddenly, you can you're more likely to keep up with those warhounds. Yeah. So, I think that one's not too bad. Fair enough. Um, Agile minded is our second option. Uh, once per game, when the princess Titan is hit by an attack, their Titan may respond in kind, interrupting the activation of enemy unit and immediately making a single attack back at its attacker. Anything that potentially gives you one more round of shooting is a positive. But see, I think that's actually quite useful. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say that's probably... <clears throat> I'm split between whether I want the first one or the second one as my favourite, but maybe swinging towards this one, because, as I say, extra round of shooting. Yeah, I mean, it's... if it's in... If your princeps is in a, a, a warhound, for an, uh, no, a warlord or something like that, you know, with something particularly nasty on it, it doesn't matter what you're firing back with. So, you know, it gives you a great opportunity to then, you know, sucker punch someone really um, yeah hand to give melee range well also once those volkites come out as well oh yeah yeah you know if you want to shred uh get attacked then uh repaying kind with some vo- sh- uh, shield shredding volkites and then let someone else do the critical you know the, the heavy damage mm-hmm. um you know there's a there's a nasty little sucker punch there for someone Definitely, definitely. Uh, okay, swift displacement. So once per game, when an enemy Titan makes a smash attack uh, uh, as part of a charge order against the Princeps Titan, the Princeps may move their Titan D6 directly away from the attacker after the enemy Titan has moved, but before any hit dice are rolled. This does not face change the facing of the Princeps Titan. Uh, to be honest, this is just way too specific for me. I just don't think it's any use. If you do get to use it, I think half the time you're going to be better off with another trait. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't even bother even considering taking this. Uh, it's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I'm not going to mince words on it. it it's, it's pretty terrible. It's, it is very specific, situational. Um, and that's, uh, that is often the case with a lot of um, the personal traits as we've gone through them. They are very moment in time specific um this one just feels more so than any of the others to me it's of all the personal traits we've reviewed this has got to be one of the worst we'll do we'll do a list one day we'll do a uh ones to avoid ones to ones to take list at some point yeah but that you're right it would certainly be up in the top five yeah okay uh in terms of appearance sort of i'll sort of do this one we should put rob to give his input into these you know out with the paint shack. <laughs> well, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll add it to his list for. Uh... We'll add it to his list, yeah. Okay, so Legio Solaria. They've got a color scheme of mottled green and red with brass trim. Now, Duncan did his video uh, a couple of years ago now on um, on Twitch uh, in which he discussed painting the Titan Death ones. And what his suggestion was with this one was actually paint the the green panels uh, with uh, grey sear uh, primer. Uh, and then use contrast militarum green but as it's wet when you put it on 
sort of stipple in contrast medium um, to sort of uh, cause it to fade out in places towards the center, which actually doesn't sound like a bad idea. No, I mean, I suppose another way you could do it would be um, uh, what's it? Sponge? Like a sponge? Yeah, I was just thinking about um, some sort of natural sponge and just a very light, uh, perhaps a watered down white or something, or or a grey, and just dab that over the top. That'd be another way of doing it. Yeah, maybe um, um, gray sear one to one with lime medium, just sort of. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that might work, but yeah, definitely. And then the red, the fist and red, well, you know, not much classic, classic. Um, okay, so in summary, what I mean, what kind of mana pulls would you take with this one? Well, <clears throat> there's because you can swap reavers for stuff. Um, it actually offers up a lot of a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was looking at the the Fortis uh, Battle Maniple. Okay. Because you can swap the Reavers out for Warhounds. Um, uh, just one? No, it's any number, my friend. Oh, is it any number? Ooh. Any number. I checked. I, uh, I will double check as we record, but I'm pretty sure that said any number. Did, okay, do, did, did, did. But of course, they Make don't get the benefit. They don't get the May. benefit. Uh, in addition, any Legio Solario Maniple uh, can search Warhound type player and time as part of its mass reference. Okay. So, All right, fair enough. Um, and now I've lost a bit with the... Yeah, so the Fortis I thought was actually quite useful. So it's one Warlord and then normally two Reavers, but you can take two Warhound. Um, and then the Fortis ability. Hello. Hello. Oh yeah, yeah, got you now. Okay, cool. Okay. No idea what's going on there. Okay, so so what were the benefits? So yeah, the, of the... So the, the Fortis one. Um, when a Titan and a Fortis battle maniple is in phase contact with another Titan maniple, and neither Titan moves in the move phase, the Titan will armor roll modifiers resulting from structural damage being attacked in the flank or rear. Ooh, in addition, Titans in a Fortis Battle Maniple may merge their Void Shields. Okay, so that could be kind of helpful. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's I, two Warhounds on their own up the front, perhaps. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was looking at it and I was thinking, you know, Axiom, you can make it a bit cheaper because, I mean, the Axiom is, is a really decent Maniple. It's yeah. a classic, but it's decent. And you could just sub in a Warhound for the Reaver and it's a bit cheaper. Um, yeah. I like that command check uh, ability there. But also, I think the Ferox would be quite good. Because yeah. you've got those nice number of Warhounds, and you've still got the Reaver, which means it can hit really harder. And that makes it a better choice for me than the Lupercal, because I like the Knife Fighters rule in that one. Yeah. So I think that could be... Uh, yeah, because the, uh, nice the Lupercal's got the hunting pack, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could reform and is that the one? Yeah, you can you can yeah. form and reform that pack squadrons. Yeah, but yeah, um, for me, I would take I take Ferox, and I'd replace is, one of the Reavers. There is um another option I had, which is the Firmus. Again, you got to swap out something. 
So you swap oh, yeah. just normally one one reaver, two warhounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can swap out that reaver for a warhound, and then you can take an additional two reavers as as the optional components. Um, but when a titan within the player's like mana pool is chosen as the target of attack, the controlling player may nominate a different titan from this mana pool to be the target instead. Oh. The must be closer to the attacking unit than the original target and must be at least 50% visible to the attacking unit. And if the attacking unit wishes to, they may take a command check. If they pass, they can shoot the normal one they wanted to. If they fail, they must target the nominated titan and only attack the nominated titan that round, even if they would normally attack more than one unit. Oh. Exactly. Well, a unit, yeah, exactly. A unit can only be forced to make this check once per round, so, you know. But that's, you know, I think that's really useful, being able to, uh, you know, throw the uh, throw the damage around a bit, spread it around if you want to. Yeah, yeah. I'd also potentially consider the um, the Dominus mana pull as well. Yeah. Because, um, again, it's making it that bit cheaper, and the Dominus, I think, is actually a really rather nice mana pull um, in terms of things. But, yeah, yeah. so... I, I quite like Solaria. As I said, if I hadn't been for the, the Call of Mars, I think I would have gone with these gals. Yeah. Yeah, um, I like the uh, I like the wolf pack, that sort of being able to take Reavers and things, uh, being able to take Wolfhounds instead of Reavers. Um, the motivators are useful. It's just, like I said, it's just those personal traits that you know, there are better Legios. Yeah, the, the personal traits are a letdown, but it's only one pretty good. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the paint job either, personally. Oh, I like the paint uh, job. No, it's, it's not. It's not for me. Well, that's fair enough. Different horses for courses and stuff. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So excellent. Um, Very cool. Oh, all right. Okay. So that's all the title death. Lee Joe's done, and. What we're going to do next month is we're actually going to take a break from looking at Legios and we're going to look at all the mana pools that are out there right now and give a quick yeah. overview of those. Now, what I will say is if you are after mana breakdowns of Legios and that, because we only do like 10, 15 minutes on them, we'd recommend other podcasts for deeper delves in, wouldn't we? Um, Would we? Okay. Well, we would. <laughs> let, let, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. You know, we can only. Yeah, no, no, one. absolutely. So only, you've got yeah. you've got podcasts like Full Stride and God Engine, which can devote a bit more time to. Yeah, it. definitely. Um, God Engine. Yeah, I, I have both of them, but um, that uh, again, more perspectives the better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it'd be nice to, to you know, one day it would be nice to do a, 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 a list challenge with, with these, with the other guys as well. But that means getting Graham to read some more rules. Well, I mean, it's just getting Graham to read something, full stop. Yep. yep. Um, you know, one other thing I did want to, before we leave, I just wanted to mention uh, um, Crucible of Retribution. Because I was looking through it because it's the most recent book that I... Yeah. And I was actually quite... Um, it, it was the, all the missions at the back of that book for the different um, worlds that I thought was quite cool. Oh, yeah, they are nice. I'm thinking, oh, there's nothing in there for me. Um, it's definitely worth picking it up for all the little um, new missions, depending on what planet you're facing and you're playing on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some really cool, interesting little things in there. 
and certainly things that I've um, that I'll be sort of stealing for uh, Comedy of Legends. Yeah, I think we're gonna do. We'll probably come back and do a campaigning session yeah. at some point because that'll be quite cool. That will be cool. Anyway, right, we will uh, move on. I think um, oh, it's the it's the premiere next, isn't it? Yeah, the pre- the the proper premiere of Rob's Paint Act. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we take a stroll down the garden path into the delights of Rob's Paint Shack. So this section, I'll ask stupid questions and Rob will provide very insightful answers about all things to do with painting. So, Rob. Hello. I can't guarantee my answers won't be as stupid as the questions. There's there's always a risk. but I think (laughs) this one, you've got it nailed because... One of the things that you've talked about, I shall take from our questions, list of questions uh, here, uh, which is, uh, dear Rob's Paint Shack, I really enjoy the segment of the show. Best bit of the show, apparently, according to this listener. Oh, well, um, that, they can tune in again. Yeah, totally. Uh, you keep whittling on about washes, like oil washes, pin washes, washes, washes. No idea what you're talking about, mate. Yours, confused of Durham. So... <laughs> What yeah. are you talking about, mate? Using oil paints, mate. It's the way forward. Okay. It's the way it's, forward. It sounds scary. Um, it sounds like a whole separate entity of painting. So They kind of are. They kind of are. I mean, been around for a while. Mona Lisa was painted in something like 1452 or something like that. So, you know, oil paints have been around for a while. Um, they behave very differently to acrylics. So they let, okay. you do, they let you do different stuff in some ways a lot easier and other stuff and certain stuff a lot quicker um and the fact that you know you're drying times you're looking at some of them have a drying a drying time of three months some of them have a drying time of of, a full drying time of about three hours um or three days um so um but you've you've got a working time with them so like literally you can put some paint on a model and go how do i want this to work i'll go and have my tea and i'll come back and see what happens and the paint won't have done anything because it's still there. Gotcha. Um, so going from acrylics, where they kind of dry pretty quickly, um, to a complete. So, so how do you, you, you know, where did you get, where did you get them from? What ones do you use, and how do you use them? So, and where would you use them? I think you, you can use them all over. There, are, there's some people, um, you know, paint whole models with them. Okay. Um, so I, don't use acrylics I, at all. It's just all don't use noise. acrylics at all. Um, Josh Mallet at Omegon Edge on Instagram. He's painted all his recent um, Alpha Legion entirely with oils. Um, I'm not as much of a fan. It puts a bit, it's a bit got too much texture for me doing it all that way because yeah. the paints, you know, they, they do come out of tubes, as you can imagine, you know, you, you have that French hat and the, the palette and whatnot and your big Bob uh, yeah, Ross. So, so these are, yeah, I was going to say, these are the Bob Ross of paints. So these aren't things that come in pots. These are things that you go to an art supplier Yep. shop and get in a tube that you squeeze and mix yeah, with. And they what will are you mixing you with? Uh, well, uh, I make, I have the bonus of not painting in the house, so I just use white spirit with mine, believe it or not. Hardcore, that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. And but mainly strips paint. Mainly it's cheap. Uh, 
Um, you can get odorless thinners for them now. So, you know, for people who uh, don't have the luxury of an outside building to do the painting in, you can work on them at a kitchen table without any without any nasty niffs gotcha. uh, or without the risk of uh, you know, stripping the varnish off, off your kitchen table if you have a null-noil moment. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they behave very, very differently because with a thinner, it's thinner than water. It doesn't have that surface tension that water has so you know where if you make a wash out of a normal paint with with water you'll find it'll pull itself together and hold itself in a place right if you do that with an oil paint it doesn't do that because it doesn't have that surface tension especially not if you put a um, sort of satin or a gloss varnish over your existing paint job to kind of like seal it in as like a yeah. save as, as like a save mode because yeah. um, one of the good things with oil paints is they're almost as easy to take off as they are to put on. So um, if you, for example, if you did your base coats with uh, rattle cans or airbrushes or big brush, whatever, and then sealed your model with uh, a thin coat of gloss varnish to basically protect what you've done before so you can't do anything to that, then even if you are using uh, you know, white spirit from B&Q like me, that isn't going to take your acrylic paint off because it doesn't touch your acrylic paint because the varnish is in between. Um, but that means that um, one of the things you like painting tanks, one of the things nobody mm. likes doing is doing uh, like shading around each individual rivet. Yeah. Because if I told you to go and shade around each individual rivet on a band blade, your response would probably not be broadcastable. No, I tend to just uh, apply Agrax and hope that it well, kind with... of sort of doesn't try in looking stupid. With oil paint, because it's so thin and it, it, it sort of pulls itself around all the detail, it's really it, it's really a, a big fan of capillary action, to use gotcha. more technical terminology that isn't necessarily that necessary. Um, <laughs> if you've got a decent sized brush with a good uh, with a good point, but a, a decent size so that it'll hold a decent volume, you just touch that tip to one of the rivets on a band blade say something like that or even even just one of the studs on a marine shoulder pad and the oil paint will just wick straight around that that stud or that rivet and it's done and it's so you're not having to paint a circle around every single one it's just dot 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 and physics does the rest for you got you so nips it around so let's say so i've done this i've got my let's let's say i've got a predator right so i've mm-hmm. rattle canned it in black and then i've rattle canned it in a base color so let's say it's, i'm doing iron warriors because it's just easy yeah so i then do you know lead belch or something like that so at that point apply a varnish so what yeah. would i what would i be wanting to do with oil paints at this point so if i wanted to this is about the kind of recess like yeah um, you can do uh, you can wash down your panel lines gotcha which again because it's so thin um, and oil paints, especially like in the tubes, you, they're really high pigment count as well. So you can dilute them a long way and still have strong colour. Like, you know, the, uh, a tube of oil paint might cost you five or six quid for a 37 mil tube. I've got tubes that are 15 years old that I'm still using. Wow. You know, they, 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 you, aren't, you ain't ever going to use all of them unless you're a commission painter. Okay. Um, you'd, make, you'd make your wash. So how, would, how would you make your wash? That's the, with, um, the, the, the one that's most commonly advertised nowadays or recommended by people, Winsor Newton do what's called a sans odor thinner. Funnily enough, it's a bit French for without odor. So it's just an odorless thinner. Just mix it up on a normal palette, uh, not a wet palette, but just like a, a sort of more traditional sort of indented 
yeah. palette, you know, like you get from the works or something like that, um, or a little glass pot, and just mix it up, and then decent sized brush with a with a um, decent point, and you can just tap that to your panel lines and the paint will drag itself along those and drag itself down the panel lines it's not a matter of having to draw along those lines really steadily with a brush right if if you're trying to do that then you're doing it wrong it is just a matter of like say um a landrader doll for example right you would you do basically a spot in each corner and the oil paint will wick itself right the way around the whole the whole door those little um indentations for those like the ladder on one of the landrader doors or one yeah. side like one one spot in what like the top top corner of each of those little reset sort of foot yeah. recesses and it should just pink it, it just wick itself right the way around the edge so what's the that's awesome so what about the one of the things that you know when you haven't got a pre-mixed kind of paint and you're filling this down to get it to work mm-hmm. do you have a kind of set viscosity without sounding but do you is it kind of just you know experience that says this is the level of kind of thickness of paint that i want basically you just um because the pigment is so intense in the in the actual paint Mm -hmm. itself you can you you the thinners you dilute it to to the thinness of the thinners basically the pigment is that fine and and that intense you don't notice a thickening of the thinners Gotcha. I see what you and, mean. And they're they're, norm, they're they're less viscous than water anyway. Most of them. So you know, even if you're even if you're making a really thick uh, thick wash that is probably I would say too dark to be of much use. Yeah. It's still it's still probably going to be as thin as water. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. So and so um, it's so it's not like you like say you paint these on. It's more of a question of they kind of fill those areas in and give you that definition. So your flat panel now becomes something that's got some definition to it because you can put the outline in around it yeah yeah you can another thing that's popular with them is to do what's called a filter uh and if you if you start if you fall down the military modeling rabbit hole yeah you'll find companies make a fortune selling what they call filters which look like dirty dishwater they're they're oil paints basically that have been thinned down into a pre-made wash of various shades of puddle Mm-hmm. basically and um so um a sort of rich tea beigey biscuit sort of color is very popular for like a russian green and you just you can put a very very thin wash over that that you can't really see until it dries and you just get that little hint of ingrained dirt and dust and it's oh, nice. you can you can be you can be incredibly subtle with oil paints. It's much easier to be subtle with them than it is with acrylics because you've got that um, much more intense pigment, but also you've got the workability of it and the drying time. So um, for things like rust streaks. Yeah, because that's another thing. Like you see a lot of people, and I think that's kind of overused sometimes because you're thinking, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't get into a plane with that many rust streaks. Unless I was a Nurgle, I just wouldn't do it. It just looks ridiculous. But people tend to use rust streaks a lot. I'm personally, and this is just my personal view, you don't tend to see too many frontline battle tanks with a lot of rust streaks, in my view. On a dozer blade, maybe, but not so much down the actual tank. Yeah. But um, it's horses for courses. It does give it a little bit of difference, which I do appreciate for sure. So in yeah. terms of so what you're talking about there is like a that other wash, that filter that you mentioned. Yeah. Is that something you would apply to the sort of whole model 
across the whole various thing. various bits of it i'd put some on various panels out i would never do anything beyond a base coat on every single panel okay. on the vehicle i would always try to moderate them uh, modulate them a little bit do something a little bit different on different panels um potentially even do a panel completely different as if it's been replaced um, nice. that was something i picked up when i was working at gw one of my other staff members i had a, a panel on every single vehicle of mine was painted in the colors of his army because he'd never beaten me so i used to always like nick a panel off something and, uh, <laughs> but i mean that's the thing if you can tell us i mean i think that's a you know i think when, we, when i spoke to miles it was about um with the model i mean i just paint a model because i want it on the table right Whereas I think people paint them over to tell a story and like that, for example, having that different panel on it or, you know, some mark of or different kind of weathering because it's been on a different kind of planet or something along those lines to differentiate it for sure. So mm-hmm. to sort of swing back. So I've got my um, Iron Warriors Predator. Predator. And yeah. it's lead belched up and it's got the, the varnish. So what would I be doing here? So I'd be, I would get what would I buy? In terms of what you would, you know, mm-hmm. what paint would you buy to do this, this kind of this oil washing in the terminal recesses and I would mixing get, it up? So what I would, would buy a half a dozen, I would say. Um, I would buy a titanium white. Yeah. I would buy a lamp black. And then I would buy an ultramarine. Not one of Michael's ultramarines, the actual colour ultramarine. Um, I would buy a burnt umber. What's that? That's four. Then I would buy a Payne's grey and I would buy a um, Viridian. Okay. Which is a really, really sort of hyper intense, nothing in nature is this green green. Uh, Because between them, and if I was if I was really pushing it, I'd, I might buy a red as well. But um, I'd probably I've, I have got a red oil paint, and I think I've used it about three times. So oh, yeah. um, between them, you can mix them up in various ratios, basically to make infinite hues of gunge. Because that's what because that's what you want. You want oil stains. You want smoke stains. But yes. you want um, you want algae moss type stains with um with sort of the the viridian green with some of burnt umber in and a little bit of paints gray you can make a kind of muted desaturated um coniferous green like you'd get for moss that would grow on something if it had been parked up for a decade which obviously in the uh, sort of genre wearing stuff been you know you get tanks that have been parked up for millennia if you're into your 40k you know, you, your burnt umber makes a really nice um, generic um, dark rust sort of colour because rust isn't metallic. It really annoys me when I see people using bronzes and coppers as, as rust. Rust isn't metallic. Rust is matte. It's orange and it's um, it's brown. It's yeah. it's not it's not a it's not a metallic colour. Um, Payne's grey is fantastic over gold it's it's really weird it's like it's almost like a purple gray when you thin it down a lot and you look what's in it you're like god this is purple yeah um, but, that sounds um, really weird it's awesome over gold i absolutely love it um okay you know um ultramarine and burnt umber together is effectively black you could probably skip lamp black and just um uh yeah in fact i'd probably skip lamp black and buy green earth uh Teva, 
uh, so for some reason it's always got the French name. Um, that's a real kind of mossy colour. And bet- just between those half dozen, you can mix up pretty much anything. Uh, the viridian and white is exactly how I've done all the verdigris on my... Um, okay, on your proprietor. Uh, yeah, so it, it those that green and white, you mix it together, you get perfect oxidised cop, um, oxidised um, copper. Yeah, copper. Um, you get that blue green. Okay. Um, Colour for it in you know various strengths, and for uh, for streaks on it, I'd mix it up neat. I'd put a little dot where I wanted it, and then just get a brush dampened in thinners and literally just swipe it down. Cool. And, smudge, and smudge it and then you just get that that runoff effect you know like you get on vehicles that have been left mm-hmm. for a long time there's that area mm-hmm. where something runs or something drips yeah yeah um, all and know, stuff. Yeah. that's a really that's a re- actually a really simple thing to do i'll see if i can get a video up yeah uh, great for doing that because it takes seconds um, okay so b- before i lash out and buy a huge set of well obviously the um oil paints if I just wanted to do that one task, which is to sort of infill the panels with something other than null oil, because mm-hmm. you know how much I like null oil, yeah. uh, would that just be getting one one of the oil paints, maybe, and then using that to thin it down with the either the white spirit if you can work outside? Uh, and just, I'd say just, two. I'd say two. I'd say burnt burnt umber and ultramarine. Mm, okay, that's blue, isn't it? Yeah. So, but you mix the mix the two in various ratios, and you get you've got a, a huge spectrum of basically shadow colours that you can put into the recesses on various different colours. Wowzers! Okay. You've got your your basin as well to um, think about if you yeah. were, if your iron if you were doing if you were going full talan mm-hmm. as I, as you are likely want to do at, at some point. point. Yes. Um, I wouldn't go for a dark panel line. I'd go for a light sandy coloured panel line. Gotcha. Uh, in which case I'd be mixing the burnt umber with white and potentially something like an ochre. I might invest in another one. Gotcha. Uh, if it was going to be for a full, yeah. full army project to um, to make like a sandy coloured wash. So instead of thinking, oh, yeah, we've got dirt and grime and, you know, it's, yeah. you're not thinking Ypres. You're not thinking Verdun. You're thinking yeah. Alamein. You've okay. got sand in the gaps. You've not got dirt in the gaps. You've got that North African dust that anybody who's ever spoken to a veteran of that campaign says, you know, literally got everywhere. Exactly. Well, so that's, well, there you go. So that would be enough to get you started. So I suppose without getting too, maybe as a beginner, not very much a beginner, if you wanted to do something, yeah. is that where you would go with? Maybe just yeah, get those I'd, I'd two go, I'd go with and, an, ultra, an ultramarine a an ultramarine and a burnt umber i mean a lot of places do do um starter sets right where you might get a half dozen um for maybe 15 pound or something like that the problem with that is you'll get a bright yellow you'll get a bright red um you'll get a bright green so you'll you'll get you know your sort of primaries original sort of most obvious derivatives of them and they're too bright and clean for, for, for what we want unless you mix burnt umber into everything um, which can happen, and obviously don't use your best brushes. That was the other question I was going to have. So do you need to do anything else in terms of brush care? You don't use your normal acrylic brushes for this work. You can do. Like, you you know, the, there's professional oil painters out there, uh, like, you know, fine art painters. They will use C- Windsor Newton Series 7s with 
uh, with oil paint, and they will wash them thoroughly after after every single use. Because these would require thinners, you know, white spirit again, I suppose, to clean. Yeah, them, the the, the sand the sand soda thinners are less um, are less harsh okay. than white spirit. It's yeah. not quite. It's a bit less ICI, a bit less purely petrochemical industry. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's quite a chemically thing. It's uh, like cleaning brushes if you're done painting your house, for example. Yeah, um, but the, the the downside of that is some of the um, some of the oil paints you can get that dry faster. So I use um, a Winsor and Newton line called the Griffin Alkyde that have got a resin in them, so they're fully dried three days rather than three months. Um, but okay. the da- but the downside of that is the paint has resin in it. The paint has like an epoxy resin in it to help it go off faster. So you still thin it the same. But it just it dries a hell of a lot faster. But if you leave it on your brush, it's dead. It's like even Michael's amazing new brush soap video that he will yeah. be putting up at some point. No chance it's knackered. Um, I tend to use synthetic brushes. I use a lot from the works and yep. places like that because not a big not, investment, right? You don't want to be yeah, spending thousands no, on them brushes here because like they're going to get, get packed up. You can get a pack of a dozen. I think it's bold mirror is their own brand from from the works for about three quid. And um, because you're using because you're relying on on the the properties of the paint rather than your own accuracy a lot, you don't need teeny tiny brushes. You don't want treble zeros and four zeros. You want like a a size three or a size two with a with a decent point on it. So you can just spot this stuff where you want it and then let physics take care of the rest. Cool. Um, so and you know you can wash those in white spirit and they might might last you a project you know might last you throughout the course of an army and then you might have to you know you relegate them to dry brushing or putting pigments on things like that um yeah. but it's, it's three quid I mean, yeah it's, you know it's, what I mean? it's, a, it's equivalent to a large pot of paint from it, it's basically a single plastic yeah. tactical marine cool so in summary then why would you use okay i'm going to be a difficult question this one why would i use this and not the normal kind of oils that you know all washes from games workshop to do that what was it what why it's, just it's, it's easier and quicker to get the same effect gotcha yes there's some outlay and you've got to kind of there's a bit of mental readjustment of getting your head around it yeah um but um you know, if we should do a race sometime, if we'll both have the, we'll both have an identical vehicle, and I'll pin wash something with oils while you pin wash something with uh, with acrylics, and we'll see who finishes faster. Yeah, I mean, you're assuming that I know what pin washing is, which is in itself so, is. So a pin a, a pin wash is yeah. effectively it's a wash as if it's done with a pin. So it's it's a pin width line around every individual component so i mean if people want to see how oil stuff is done really well in our hobby they need to track down the first edition and that's the important bit the first edition of the forge world modeling masterclass volume one the very first one when phil stachinskas first joined forge world where there isn't a gw product in sight gotcha because it's all military modeling stuff so it's oil paints it's using future floor polish as a varnish Instead of buying expensive ready-made varnishes, you buy. Uh, it used to be called Clear, and then it's now Future Floor Polish by Pledge, because the um, I think Smith Klein Beecham or whoever it is bought the company Procter and Gamble, whatever it is. It's Future Floor Polish with Pledge. You use that as a varnish instead of buying varnishes, because you buy a liter bottle for a quid fifty. 
and you stick it through your airbrush. And I bought a bottle in 2006, and I've still got half of it left. Goodness me. Well, anyway, <laughs> there you go. So, so in yeah. summary, then, gives you a much better, in terms of pin washing, more control that doesn't dry quickly so that you don't have to madly panic and try and erase what you've done. And if you have done something wrong, it's easy to remove it. Just take it off with take it off with a cotton wool bud. Yeah, dab wool. it with a cotton wool bud and yeah. off it comes and just start Gives again. You a good effect. Uh, quicker to work with. Does require a little bit of um, knowledge up front, but fundamentally gives you great results. Yeah. Yeah, I'll try and do some videos to back some of these up because I realised that I might be. It, it's yeah, it's something that I've done for 10, 15 years, but somebody might be hearing it for the first time. So yeah, I'll, 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 I think try, I'll try and do some companion videos probably. to go on the Instagram. Yeah, and if you wanted to give it a try, you're saying. Um, Burnt Umber and Ultramarine for pin washing stuff. Yeah, that well, yeah. yeah Burnt that, Umber, Ultramarine, as long as you're not doing a desert theme, if you want in something yeah. where you want dark recesses, those two, just experiment with them. Yeah, that uh, seems to be the so case, for, doesn't it? For Iron Warriors, I'd go more more Burnt Umber than Ultramarine because the blue the blue would get lost against silver, whereas the brown would stand off yeah, totally. a bit more. But then you could also use the blue for potentially some heat staining. Uh, on muzzles and you could use the blue more for potentially oil stains if there's i don't know if predators have filler caps Uh, i know some of the lehman rust variants have what is obviously a filler cap that you can do little bits of fuel staining around Um, brilliant so yeah i don't know if that makes sense to that totally does so yeah i think the video maybe might be cool but ultimately it's another tool in the in the box and thank you so much for explaining to it even i listed that so that's good news that's all right okay well we'll be on to the next section and if you do have any questions um for rob and his paint shack please send them through Uh, we'd love to hear from you and uh, we'll see what we can come up with next month Cheers. cheers So that brings us to the end of uh, the first episode for this month. Um, as always, uh, please leave us some reviews on iTunes, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, links are in the show notes for all of those places. Um, give our uh, Facebook page a like too because uh, it helps Graham and his uh, low self-esteem. Uh, if you want 100%. to get touch with us you can post on our facebook wall send a message directly um you can always post in the listeners group because you know that's a, a fairly uh it's, it's, it's always a nicely active group we're always really happy with uh, everyone that's contributing to that mm-hmm. um, you... good fellow i mean he's a bit of a pain well he is yeah I've but... tried to ban him multiple times he's not the only one like... um, <laughs> i wouldn't know i'm well off that thankfully there there will be something coming from um daylight company to the social medias as well because they just to give a heads up to everybody with they want to take a survey um on um how people in our hobby view their products just so that they don't think that i've been making it all up so um, we'll be putting that on everything and the more responses and the more sort of in-depth and honest responses we get the more we'll be able to work with that company which means the more we'll be able to do for you guys so actually engage with it please and fill it in and send it off and you know let 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 them know because we're a completely new 
um, new market to them, so we need to let them know in a good way what we're like. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, we want them to make products that are good for us. And I think the only way, the best way to do that is to actually engage with them because if they think, oh, well, they're not interested yeah. in our product, they'll continue to, you know, focus a lot of their efforts at crafters and painters and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, Ed, Edge of Empire is the first, first miniature, first foray into the min, into sort of miniature hobby world. So, you know, let's, uh, let's give them a good impression and, and tell them what we, you know, what we think they, they need to know. Again, yeah, I'm totally. very surprised at that because, you know, as you say, everybody who's anybody uses them. Okay. I thought I was doing the clothes. We're I realise we're going to a marketing bit for the daylight company now. I thought this was the end of the show. We, we, we are their marketing shows now. Clearly. <laughs> no, Absolutely. no. To, to be honest, I. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it in the next episode, I guess. Yeah. Proper. We'll definitely. Definitely. Chat about it and the after the paint shack. Cool. So is that it? We don't. No. no. No, oh. or you can email us because you know <laughs> I'm finished doing the, the contact bit uh, <laughs> at the rush uk. If you want to help uh, the show, we have an affiliate link with Audible, so you can sign up to get your horse heresy audiobooks through them with a month's free trial, and after that, seven ninety nine a month for an audiobook, uh, which you get for free. And all of the Black Library audiobooks are available on there. You can become a patron of the show and pop a couple of dollars into our tip jar, for which we will be eternally grateful, and we are always eternally grateful for that. Very much so. You can also help us out uh, by going through the advert on our website to purchase your wargaming toys from Element Games. We also each individually have our Element Crystal Code, which means you get double crystals and we get the normal crystals. Uh, we'll put the link there the codes in the show notes but as we always go through them anyway uh mine is chr two double one graham's is gra2794 is that right apparently that seems everyone else is a three digits new I, four. I thought that was weird too uh michael's is mic double four zero rob's is rob six seven six i suspect that michael's probably changed mine for a, yeah. sort of a redirect do, do, you, to you, you might want to you might want to check your thing <laughs> i just put down what you gave me i've never questioned it all this time people have been giving some bloke some other guy uh, actually i've definitely got crystals from this before so that maybe that's it yeah, there we go there we he's go. a four digit kind of guy that's right um, i'll get him yeah. to double check it tomorrow we also have an affiliate link with the Outpost, which is a great little friendly gaming store in Sheffield. And then in the rest of this month's uh, content for your your, your little earsies, uh, we are going to dive into the deep end of the Solar Auxilia. And we'll Ooh. see you in a couple of weeks.